0: All right, we are live, everybody. Welcome to the Joe Kilgallen podcast. That's right, everyone. It's renamed. You'll see Kilgallen's Pub in the corner, though, if you're watching on uh, Facebook Live. And we are live on both Facebook and YouTube right now. So uh, feel free to comment and join the party. Uh, We're going to have a nice, fun, silly podcast today. Uh, That does not mean we are not paying attention to what's going on in the world, and that does not stop. That fight continues. So everyone protesting out there... um, you know, uh, keep your heads up. A lot of changes already happening. I, I saw in the news a lot of different laws are uh, are going into effect and everything like that. So, uh, but we also have to remember, you have to laugh too. You have to take time out of um, take a time out from the tough stuff to still have you know. You got to laugh. You got to you got to feed the soul, as they say. And um, that's what we're gonna do here on the Joe Kilgallen podcast. My guest, this dude, is is having a great weekend. Uh, I, I consider Tuesday the, the end of the weekend yeah. during during quarantine. The weekends are or Thursday to Tuesday, and then Wednesday is like middle of the week, and then Thursday, the weekend kicks off again. So it's pretty nice. I've got the one and only Joe Fernandez. What's up, my man? I guarantee I'm not the only Joe Fernandez. There are plenty. I want to talk about that too. So (laughs) Joe Fernandez released his debut comedy album this past Friday. It opened number one on the iTunes comedy charts. It was number one all weekend. I think it was number three or four last time I checked here on a Tuesday Yeah, it's three or four
1: today. It's crazy. By the way, Fernandez, I'm drinking Spice Rum para
0: Cubanos. Oh, uh, very, very nice. I'm drinking yeah. White Claw Mango. <laughs> yeah, I'm a yeah, little lightweight because I'm watching the calories too. That's I'm getting a, a little, classic I'm getting a little punchy. drink.
1: Classic dude, Irishman over here. I've been right? doing
0: at-home workouts and I've been doing intermittent fasting. It works, dude. I'll tell you. I did intermittent fasting for a few weeks and it did work. And then my schedules got flipped upside down. You really got to be in a certain schedule though, I feel like.
1: Well, uh, I, I can mix it up. I figure if I'm two hours off here or there, like, it's okay. You know, As long as then maybe you go on a longer fast later and so on and so forth.
0: So. Real quick, why did you I just uh everyone listening to the audio of this podcast won't get this, but Joe, you poured that two-liter like a toddler holding a two-liter who's never like the way you, you held it, I'm like, were you just nervous about spilling on camera? Uh, I don't, I think I'm just in a bad position to all do right, it. All right, fair yeah. enough. Well, I was going to say, Joe, um, congratulations on the album. And it's funny though, because I checked the charts right before we went live, because, you know, I wanted to be up to date on how you're doing. And I noticed at number 11, there's a comedian named Joe Fernandez spelled one letter different. Yeah. He, instead of the Z at the end, he's S. I never knew there was another Joe Fernandez. And what the fuck are the odds of that coming out? around the same time, is right. this a real person or is this someone who's trying to take some money off your sales? No, I th- that's a real comic and I, I've been
1: tagged in shows that he's on, uh, he's just, a, he's a New York, he's a New Jersey comic. I still really can't weird. believe you guys
0: release shit at the same time, same weekend. Yeah. Well, it's funny because my dad said
1: he was like telling some friends about it, which with my album, I didn't tell my parents about it because my mom is like super conservative and I thought my dad would just be more be bad about the stuff I was saying in public. Um, but then eventually him and I were joking Saturday because I did go to a few of the protests and he was like, you know, I went to a few of mine, you know, in 1968, I marched on Albany when they cut funding for minority education, it's actually a picture of him back in the day with an Afro. And so, so I was kind of drunk and I was like, all right, I wasn't going to tell you, but I released a comedy album and I'll send it to you. I don't know if mom should listen to it. And so he listened to it and he actually liked it, which I was surprised by because I have a lot of stuff on there that honestly, I don't know if you felt this way because you also touch on like sensitive topics. So like, for me, you know, those people that, you know, personally that could be offended by like, I don't care about people in public, but like people that, you know, personally that could be offended by something, like whether it's my jokes about living with Lisa and Lisa listening to the album and being offended by that, or my joke about Zoe, uh, which is my dog that passed away. And I did a couple bits about it, but Zoe was my and Lisa's dog. So I was worried she'd be offended by that. Get a joke about the military. That was kind of darker. And I did that play for three years. Uh, traveling around serving and meeting so many veterans, including the family members of the guy that I portrayed who um, passed away in Iraq. I have a family, you know, like just the jokes that you're like, this is touchy and I know someone personally could be hurt by this. And that's why I was freaking out so much about the release. Cause I kept thinking, you know, even on a grander scale, I guess like with the mass, the school shooting joke, but you have one also a mass shooter joke. And I remember thinking like, if a kid from Parkland heard this, would they be offended? I kept going in my head being like, is this too far? And so far everyone's been fine, you know, but you probably know people who've served in Iraq and stuff like that. And so I was just kind of like, I, I, I kept, it was really hard to be like, God, I really hope I don't hurt. And I, and I, I stand by the jokes. Like if I someone someone to ask me, I'd be like, here's where I'm coming from. But I understand if you think this
0: shouldn't be joked about as a topic in general. Yeah, no, that, I mean, this isn't, this is funny to me because, or not funny, interesting. I've never had this conversation on the podcast with any other comedians where are you worried about offending people based on your jokes? And obviously when we, we've talked about offending people in the broad scheme of things, you know, like, Oh, I have a joke that mentions transgender people will transgender people take it the wrong way. I hope not. That's like broad, you know, Yeah. but you're talking about like, I personally think that this individual person I'm close with could be upset about something. That's interesting.
1: Yeah. Well, same with the hurricane Harvey stuff. It's like, I know people in Houston who are affected by that. And it's like, you know, I don't want to offend family, friends. I don't, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's very hard. It was very hard because that was, what was the hardest thing is like, God damn listening. But it's like, if I, I really don't want to get a message from someone who I care about being like, why would you joke about this in this fashion? And, uh, that was like the, probably the hardest part about like listening back to it and editing it because you don't want to hurt people you care about, but also you want to be honest to who you are. So it was like a weird, like, it's just like, this is how I want Like, I kind of want to, like, I just feel like everything I was saying, I knew, I. that's where, you know, the jokes. Okay. If you're like, I know where I'm coming from. I know the point. When my dad heard the hurricane Harvey bit, I thought he'd be offended by it, you know, cause we know yeah. people. Uh, and it was the joke about um, after hurricane Harvey hit, when people try and write a sports team to get over a tragedy and they were psyched about the Astros. And I'm like, but financially, Throwing a ticker tape parade hurts the people who want their homes rebuilt, basically. And um, I thought I thought my dad would be offended by that joke because I kind of get a little dark at the end of it. And he was fine with it. So I was—I think I may have just worried too much that people would get where I was coming from. Which, by the way, you can see my my cheater's blanket right there.
0: Nice,
1: and I got it over a little. My I like mug.
0: You might as well share, have some city pride. Like I got all my Chicago Cubs stuff in the background,
1: yeah, dude. It's been, I tell you, that's it really sucks being the. I saw, oh, I saw your tweet by the way. That is that is a good one, even though it does <laughs> it stings every time, dude. Our one title has to have that. fucking uh, I know we
0: can get we'll talk about a little bit about your Astros and that big scan a little bit because Major League Baseball, who knows what's going on with them. We'll get to that yeah. in a second. I, I did have a joke on my on the album, actually, my. You know, I released everyone on YouTube in clips. My latest hour um, as a comedy special, but it will be released as an album as well. It'll be available on iTunes and Spotify. And oh, it did I don't care. Oh, um, I... No, I haven't released it yet. I just oh, released. It to, I released it exclusively to YouTube because I wanted all the traffic to go to YouTube. But then I had some friends on YouTube being like, "Hey, where I want to listen to it too on the no way to work." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, I mean, I was eventually going to. I just didn't feel the need to hype it as much. I don't know. Does but it it'll be coming. With, does it hurt with selling it at all?" I don't know. I don't know. I don't really care that much about it, man. Um, (laughs) I I mean, I I do. I mean, I want it to sell really well, but uh, I I have a theory and it's, and, and Joe, you don't mind me sharing this with people. You were very nervous or anxious or something going into your album release. You were worried you'd done things wrong and promotion and yeah, you you're, did, you're, you're you're you know man. your shit, man. You are I, I don't know
1: how you know all this shit, but you are smart as fuck when it comes to that stuff, man. Oh, thanks, man. I just a lot of uh,
0: you know, failing initially. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you learn shit, right? You fuck it up the first time around. Uh but no, I was editing my album and um, you know, putting it in tracks and all that kind of stuff. And you're like you're right, you're re-listening to it and you're thinking, Oh, who's this gonna piss off? As I was listening to mine, I'm like, this is just this is like the best comedy. So I don't really I don't care who it makes mad. Cause it's such, it's on such a genius level. I, <laughs> <laughs> for a second. You were like, look at me like, well, yeah. I was like, huh? I, and then, I, Yeah. I got you. Yeah. No, I'm kidding around. Obviously I have one joke where I'm like, damn. Um, but at the time I wrote it, it didn't apply. And I, I got, a friend who went through something that I thought, Oh, maybe he might take this the wrong way, but it's, it's not about an individual. It's, I think most people though, who know you are going to want to buy your album and support it. That's why I was telling you, Hey man Don't don't beat yourself up over, you know, releasing on a certain date and all that kind of stuff, because uh, the people who like you're going to support and buy it. You know what I mean? That's that's how I feel about a lot of this stuff. And then hopefully new people will come along and maybe check it out. Yeah. Um, Here's what I've noticed about, you know, I've released two of these things already. I've had people who have discovered me on a YouTube video or my podcast and said, hey, I like your stuff. So then I bought the album. So they do it. Um, Yeah. But most of the people who buy your album, like the, your album's been out for three or four days now, I would guess ninety nine point eight percent of the people who have bought it are people who know you and know oh, your. Oh,
1: I would imagine hundred percent. Yeah,
0: one hundred percent. Right?
1: Who ever buys albums anymore? That's what I was also. I'm like, all this, it's this to is support just for you.
0: Yeah, it's just. It's, to it's all
1: just to donate to the Joe Fernandez Survival Fund, basically. Like,
0: essentially, I mean, people like if you like an artist, you're gonna like support their shit. I mean um i remember when liam gallagher had his comeback i was a big oasis fan i'm like you know what I'm, i like liam i want him to do music so I'm, i'll buy the album why not nine yeah. bucks ten bucks what's it two drinks you save yourself yeah. these two less drinks for that month everyone go support an artist and um and that's why our podcasts are great and youtube's great because you meet these cool people who um who actually are supportive of stuff lisa trager comedian friend of ours she had me feeling guilty for not uh for watching porn for free you know, she's like, you should be t- donating to their their GoFundMe, not GoFundMes, but whatever the hell they have. Yeah. What do they got? Their Patreon? Yeah. the Patreons? Maybe. I don't know. That's,
1: that's only, I've only written like two or three bits during the quarantine, but one of them is about how I don't like watching porn now. I've had to, because I'm just out of memories to jack off to. <laughs> I just have no memories left. I don't even know how sex works anymore. You weren't a expect... porn
0: guy before quarantine? I don't,
1: I, like, it's just, it's too unrealistic. Like, that's what the bit's about. It's too unrealistic. Like. It's so clearly fake, but then my bit's like, you know, I'm glad I didn't have it more readily available when I was growing up because then I'd have a warped perception of sex where a girl comes up to me at a bar just like, you want to come back to my place? I'd be like, ah, I can't. You're not my stepsister. So (laughs) this isn't going to... You know how sex works, you fucking idiot, you know?
0: Dude, what is with the stepsister stuff
1: I don't get it, dude. There must be a lot of divorced kids or kids from divorced marriages that just have hot stepmoms or hot stepsisters. I don't understand, like how there can be this, like that is like the only genre it feels like. I don't. Thank you for putting that at the bottom.
0: I got it. You like that? You like yeah, the that little cool. Bye Joe's album? Everyone, I'm, I'm on StreamYard now, so I get these little cool things I get to do. Uh, let's check in with some people real quick. I like everyone commenting here. We got Rain Dog 38 We got Ron Grant here. Um, he says, I found so many cool people um, through uh, podcasts, through comics and podcasts. Yeah. You know what? Let's uh, let's not go subtle. What are we doing here? Um, hey, what? There we go. Oh yeah. <laughs> See? Makes it look better when it shows up. I don't know why I was going all weak about it there. Um, yeah, man. So, so thanks, Rain Dog. Ron Grant, thanks, man. He says cheers. Um, comedy helps the world get through the good, bad, and the ugly. You're damn straight about that, my friend. The ugly. Ooh, right. I like what he did there. <laughs> uh yeah, man, it's a cool album title. Have anyone been saying, have anyone been asking Dude, you about no, like, why it? No, your
1: suggestion from China gets to I'm ugly to ugly. Made it so much better. And I think David Drake and Jonah Jerkins, too, uh, one Chicago, now New York comic, uh, they both were saying, like, that's so much better because it's like, well, what's ugly? You know what I mean? Like, it kind of is a more vague, why is it called this, you know?
0: You know, I've learned that, too, with, uh, although I didn't do it with this album, I don't think. Oh, by the way, the next album, it's called, um I Didn't Say Anything Bad. It'll be coming out June 19th or June 18th. Damn, it, I should know the date. Anyway, you'll i be, I'll be <laughs> pumping it up. I'll be—I'll be hyping it up as it's coming along. It's—it's um, it's out. I, I did the album cover myself because uh, times are tough. I wanted to save a few bucks. You really think, did, do, do the, oh Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, dude. I did the album cover myself. Well, the picture was a picture that uh, Sarah Larson took. Who? She's great. Everyone uses her. Oh yeah, she's awesome, dude. Yeah, she's awesome. If you're ever at, in Chicago, self
1: photo on Instagram or something. Yes, yeah.
0: thank you for plugging that. Um, of course. I uh what what I was gonna say though is so the title ugly is good for an album because like they're like Drake was saying, Well, it's ugly, I'm ugly. What's it about? You know, kind of you want that. I think mystery is good with audio, but visually you want to tell people exactly what they're getting into. And with my if you because you also film this, right? Yeah, yeah. I gotta work with James on that. I gotta message him actually. I forgot about that. Yeah. So when you start cutting into clips, you might want to read do the titles of the jokes. No, you told me that, and I've already been thinking about it
1: and making them provocative as shit.
0: (laughs) So yeah. Like, on my last one, I can't complain, I had a joke. I I know I've told you this off-air, and I've probably said this on-air, so sorry if I'm being redundant, everybody. I had a joke called – on the album, it's called Single Friends because it's about the complaints I hear from my single friends. And for the YouTube, I renamed it Sexual Pressure because a lot of it was my female friends talking about how guys try to pressure them into sex and how guys feel about – you know, going about getting sex and stuff like that. So I thought, Ooh, sexual pressure. If you're scrolling through YouTube real fast and that pops out, you might be like, shit, let's check this one out. So that's, that's just kind of, you know, it's weird. You feel like, I don't know. You feel like a dirty little horror being marketing like that. Like, how do I, how do I do
1: people? Also that's how people do it, man. And like, if you get to that level, then the people who are your fans will know. Like, it's just like, I don't think anyone cares if their favorite comic does, you know, stuff to make them, big right i mean that's it's all branding and marketing and as long as you have the product to back it up who cares how you get it to the people as long as you're not doing anything like
0: no it's only clickbait yeah you're right it's only clickbait if 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 someone were to click on something that said sex on it and then there was no topic of no discussion of sex yeah it's like well what the fuck i clicked on that thinking one thing but then i didn't get that so now it's like this is bullshit um that would be upsetting i think but if the joke is about that, and it made you click, and if you like it, you like. I wouldn't give a fuck. I know if I'm scrolling through and something makes me, that the thumbnail pops a certain way, I wouldn't feel like, oh, look, you know. Look Dude, by the way,
1: I just realized when you said sex, it made me think about like, do you sex? think there's any like, yeah, well, but do you think there's any like uh, gay porn versions of it where it's like stepbrother fucks stepbrother,
0: two <laughs> 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 stepbrothers banging each other. <laughs> When they, wait, why, why are they both stepbrothers? Oh, I get it. Like,
1: like it's just like it's just so funny the idea of a stepdad and a stepbrother, <laughs> like or like whatever it is. Like it's so because I'm sure that is not a thing in gay porn, right? It can't be someone um, being attracted to their stepbrother and the stepbrother. Dude, I don't him know is,
0: any of the trends in in gay porn, man. I don't know any of them. Um, I, I don't have a lot of time, so when I do get to take care of myself, <laughs> what would okay. you do with that time? Look up gay porn um, subgenres. No, I can't believe, I like your joke about how you're just, you're going to porn because you forgot your memories. It's been that long, but I'm surprised. I mean, dude, you know, here's my tip for, for the the people watching the new uh, porn videos. I do like PMV, you know what that stands for, Joe? No. Porn music video. What it is, is it's (laughs) like a song. So you could get a song that's like popular and they're usually like, you know, dance songs with like a beat to them, you know? So you have like, um, what's that? Billy Eilish. That's on bad guy. So, I mean, I don't I know,
1: I don't know Billie Eilish. Yet. I didn't even know who that was till like, I think they won a Grammy or something won like several that. Several Grammys. She's like yeah.
0: 18 or 17 or some shit. Um, I didn't even know
1: it was a girl.
0: I thought it was a guy. I could see that. Billy, makes sense. Yeah. I only know the one song and I think I know like one other one, but anyway, I'd, I'd heard of her at least. What are you in a fucking, you're in a bunker there, Joe? Dude, I not, don't, honestly,
1: pop culture, no idea what's going on. Don't know who's popular music wise. It just – everything's over my head. I forget who it was. Someone Ocean, Danny Ocean. Is that a person? Right? Uh, I just found out about whoever that was. That's a famous person, apparently a musician.
0: Danny something. Ocean is from fucking Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> then it's someone Someone
1: Ocean. I can't remember what it is. I think
0: it's Billy Ocean.
1: Billy, Ocean? Billy right? Ocean? Maybe that's what it is. It's a musician, Maybe there's a Dan- – Well, Danny
0: Ocean was definitely George Clooney's character in Ocean's Eleven. Right, right. By the way, good movie. Ocean's Eleven, Dalton, movie. dude. Actually, I may rewatch that tonight. That's fucking – You know a movie. movie I wanted to watch or rewatch? Because I went through all my DVD. My, not bragging, everyone. The wife and I got a new TV, and so um, the TV stand we had. I was like going through some stuff because we were going to like, you know, move the one thing out of the way anyway. And I was going through all the old DVDs. Dude, fucking Italian job! I really want to watch that again. Is that Ed Norton and De Niro? It's Ed Norton and, and Mark Wahlberg.
1: But I thought, wasn't there someone else? Now,
0: was... the older guy is uh, the Donald Sutherland.
1: Really? I yeah. mean, I thought because it, it, it basically is the old switcheroo at the end of the movie, right?
0: I mean, yeah, it's a heist movie okay, essentially, yeah. like Ocean's Eleven. Right. But there was okay. like a there was a couple of years there, and like, I think the early 2000s where a bunch of heist style movies came out. Yeah. And I remember Ocean's Eleven and the Italian Job and a few other ones right around that time. I'm like, damn, these are all great. Yeah. What's like a with good Pierce, heist? Brav-
1: Pierce Brosnan. What's that one that he's a uh, Thomas Crown's Royal Affair? Yeah, Crown yeah, Royal, the yeah. Thomas
0: Crown Affair or something. Yeah. Like that.
1: I yes. almost said like the Thomas Crown Royal affair. <laughs> just stealing a bunch of fucking rum or whatever Crown Royal is. Bourbon, I don't know what it is.
0: I'm glad you brought up uh, Pierce Brosnan. I just set up my Nintendo 64 in my garage.
1: Dude, I would not be good. Dude, I, I was only good at GoldenEye for maybe a year.
0: I didn't get to play. I played Mario Kart with Rudy. Our buddy Rudy Ascot came by. Oh, nice, our dude. I, yeah, it's great that he's back now. I feel bad. We were talking about it. I'm like, dude, you moved back to the stand up comedy, and then two months later, a global pandemic. Hit. <laughs> And there's no stand-up comedy going on. Did he really come back specifically for comedy? Yeah, and well, he Not loves enough. Chicago too. He was a big, he's, you know, he loves the city. So, um, and he got he's got a sweet setup where it's, you know, it still works and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, it wasn't like a like he was a start over. You know, I think that's True. the hardest part about moving is having to like start over. And
1: yeah, like that, you know, I don't know about you, but also I got super lucky. I mean, I feel so guilty with how easy I've had it during this quarantine because I did that Humera commercial, and that's still like paying the, with that and unemployment. Like it's crazy that this is as financially secure as I've ever been in my life. Like normally I'm scraping by. I'll never forget. There's one night a couple of years ago where I needed to make a certain amount of tips just to make rent on that night. And I barely did. And I had to have it been before midnight. So I wouldn't, so I'd avoid a fee. And it's like so weird to have a time like this be the only time where like everyone else is struggling so much. And it makes me feel guilty as fuck that like, you know, yeah, like, I know, having- I know,
0: man, I know. Um, yeah. We're lucky. We're lucky dudes. I, yeah. let me, you're getting unemployment though. Well, I'm not working. Well, that's the what's killing me though right now. I, I'm sorry. I mean, this is where I am 100% becoming more and more lock stock, lock step, lock step with like libertarian and Republican ideology. As far as like how government is ran. Yeah. I am struggling to get through to Illinois unemployment. Um, I'm having a whole bunch of fucking issues with them. And then I had a couple comedian a comedian in front of ours. She told me that what you have to do is you have to apply for unemployment insurance and you'll get denied because you know we're independent contractors. We do 1099s and all that stuff. We don't really have W twos. Well, see, oh, that's where it's different. I have oh. jobs that I yeah. Oh, so you're getting unemployment from your regular job. Yeah. And also I Okay, pay never mind. It. I thought you were getting unemployment through comedy. But you can also pay into it if you
1: do a commercial or whatever, you can have zero, have your taxes taken out to pay for you pay into
0: unemployment i think no no i look, look that true i don't know what's going on but in order to get the pandemic i think it's called pua pandemic uh, unemployment assistance or something it's like a special thing that i think bernie helped get passed where um gig workers would be covered Yeah, so That's a big part of the economy now
1: right you oh know, uber like, drivers uber yeah.
0: drivers lift you know all the everyone who does like all sorts of stuff like this where it's hard to show exactly how much money we make. And we're not really filling out W-2s. I was, so I, I filled that out thinking I'd get rejected. I didn't get rejected. And, but it says it's in processing. And I tried to get unemployment under the, because someone told me apply to this. Sorry, this is really probably boring for some people. Here's how but stupid, maybe it's educational thing, too. but it is educational. Cause here's how stupid, like state governments can be run. The idea from my a friend of ours, she said, apply to this, you're going to get rejected, and then when you get rejected, you could apply through the PUA, Pandemic Unemployment Assistance. And I go, why can't I just go straight to the PUA? She's like, you can't. You have to first get denied by the one, right? It's a red be eligible shit. for the other. This is a fu- It's just dumb. Everything they do with their computer systems is stupid. Hire me a fucking twenty-one-year-old out of Silicon Valley, and they could do a, like I want, like a Moneyball approach to some of this shit would save so much taxpayer money to then reallocate towards other things Ooh. that we could need, right? It's a little inside joke between me and <laughs> Joe there. I think and, everyone, I think, but I bet everyone who's paying attention knows what you're saying. But I was saying about reallocate, yeah. Um, I don't know, just shit like that's bothering me. So then I I, I I, applied through the regular way and then I'm like, well, I'm gonna try the PUA as well. I went and they said, no, because one of my employers paid me during COVID. I'm like, what my employer? I haven't got any fucking money. They're counting a $42 residual check I got from that episode of Chicago Met I did. Really? Yeah. So now I'm going to have to either like write to them or go into an office and explain that shouldn't count. But then our union that Joe and I are in, they sent me a thing saying that residual checks shouldn't count. So you have to, you know, you can dispute that. And I'm like, it's just, it's fucking, it's annoying how complicated they make this stuff.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I don't know if it's in a weird way meant to make sure not everyone follows through and they can save money by people just getting frustrated. I don't know if that's an intentional thing, but like, it really is like the, the red tape. And I, see, here's the thing is I've filed for unemployment the last, when I worked the tour company, the Chicago trolley company. Now I can actually say the company name cause they're defunct. I don't have to worry about some policy I agreed to, but, yeah. uh, they would always get, we pay into unemployment. So every winter you'd get unemployment, like 400 bucks a week or whatever. Um, and, and so like every year I've done it, so I already have a file. It's not hard for me. I don't have to. I file a claim, I do the benefits, I answer the questions and like that's you know, it's 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 like clockwork for me now. And so then with the actually going on, I um, last year where I was working at a company that sucks ass. I don't know if I'm allowed to I I don't know how I don't know how it works with getting sued or getting in trouble for defamation, but
0: Defamation for a company that doesn't exist anymore? I think you're okay no, there. No,
1: no, no, that's Chicago trolley. I'm talking about a job I had last year for a year.
0: Oh, I see. And yeah. Oh, okay, I mean you, your audio actually went out for a brief second there, and oh, you froze, but you came back and you look so nice. And you're, um, can't, <laughs> what do we call those? Because well, now, I know, let's just, call it a, let's just call it a streetcar named desire shirt. Yeah,
1: because it's not, is it a tank, a tank top? That's the only thing you could possibly call it now. Yeah, I dom- know. You, you, there's either domestic abuse option or Italian slur option.
0: I know, there's yeah, only two, but I always had a tank top growing up was something women wore that exposed their like, you know, stomach.
1: Right, like I like think I mean, you could call it. You could call an undershirt in general. You Just know? an undershirt, a sleeveless yeah. undershirt. Because yeah, dude, if you call it's it or tee. It's
0: yeah, your wife beater. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know both are. First. But like, it's so hot. they're funny though. Come on, they're what? a little funny. What I know, they're both. a little funny. It's a little funny to call it a wife uh, beater and a tank top. You know, yeah, because you like, you picture that dude. I picture when I hear wife beater, and again, beating your wife isn't cool, people. All right, you fucking idiots. I can't believe I have to say that, but you have to. Uh, you picture, I remember being like younger when I first heard, like, oh, they call that a wife beater. Thinking of like, like freaking what's that? The honeymooners where he comes out oh, like, you know I mean? yeah, like Bretons, yeah, yeah, mark to the moon, Alice. You know, I don't know, it made me like laugh a little bit. No, if I saw someone beating their wife, that would not be funny. Um, <laughs> and then Dago T, I would still laugh at because you know, like my high school had a lot of like a little Irish and Italian rivalry going on, you know. So, some it's funny fun. you say that.
1: So I have a buddy of mine who's Polish who listened to the album and I had a joke that kind of plays on Polish stereotypes, and he just he was too made dumb them.
0: to understand it.
1: <laughs> oh, baby. So that kind of leans into my point. Polish, <laughs> Irish, Italian. For some reason, the only ethnic groups you can still like rip on, and it's like oh, that's fine. You well, want to do... British
0: and French too, I guess. Yeah. All the white ones you can make fun of. Yeah. You do Which uh, I get do... why, and it's yeah. you know. We're not bothered by it. That's why right. I want equality. Damn it! We gotta get together sooner, so we can all do ethnic voices. <laughs> yeah, I want to be able to really um, trash everyone. And not really. I don't even have jokes like that. I, I do have jokes where I have one joke that it's called. Uh, it's called on YouTube: uh, Mexicans, Asians, and Blacks. And it's literally provided. Mexicans, right? Blacks, and Asians. Well, no, I mean it's. I talk about how. No, but the uh, title is meant to get people's attention. Yeah, absolutely. So. The title is meant to, but it's not a lie. I mean, I mentioned those things, but those, you saying those three things is not <laughs> those insulting. Things. That, saying those things is what I meant like those topics. Yeah. Those <laughs> dude, you really can't, man. It's so funny. I was dude. talking, I'm um, on a text with my buddy, um, Brian Stein, he's he might be listening. Who knows, he's a good dude. Uh, and I talk about how typos, when you talk about certain topics can really get you in trouble. Oh yeah. I was sharing this um, thread um Kevin Bozeman who's on my podcast, everyone, great dude. Uh, look look him up. He's really funny. Um, he's posting a lot of stuff on his YouTube channel too right now. Kevin Bozeman, check him out. He um he shared this uh Twitter thread of this dude who just explained all this stuff real well, you know, black guy talking about like all the stuff that's going on and it was really eye-opening and and, and made so many great points and really just illustrated a, a side of things that you know some of your friends might not get because they they you know just live in a world where they don't know, you know. Um, Ryan Grant yells, Stella. It's funny. Anyhow, um <laughs> good rep. You got the white bearded Stella. Good I reference. Heard the Hulk Street Desire reference. There you go. And I said I retweeted it, and as I was writing, I'm just gonna like what am I caption for the retweet or the quote tweet? I was gonna write, This is a fantastic thread, but autocorrect made it threat. This is a fantastic threat. So it almost sounds like I'm saying, like, what a fantastic threat, like fuck yeah, kill Whitey, but it's like no, yeah, you know, and then I had another one where Fuck, I can't remember what the typo was, but it was bad. And my friend of mine, um, he shared it with his African-American wife, and she, they both laughed, going, like, that's fucking hilarious. Because right away, I'm like, typo, fucking typo, you know? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's fun times we're living in right now.
1: We're um, the smallest thing. Dude, and, you know, taking things out of context, man. I mean, you saying the time the, of those things, you get big, and then it's like, he called Mexicans and Asians
0: things. It's like, that's not what you meant at all. But well, No, of course, of course you know. not. Well, well, also, people have to understand – Too that right now we're living in a world where there's the most content ever. So there's going to be slip ups. Right. You know, I mean, I remember early on even sticking up for Trump in a sense by being like, yeah, you know, the Kofifi thing was weird. But to talk about it for two weeks is just kind of lame. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It was just kind of like lame because it was like there's like bigger things to focus on. um, And yeah, just like little stuff like that. I was like, all right. Got it. You, you nailed them. You yeah. know? Um, yeah. It, it depends. I don't know. If I see someone making a huge, big piece of shit point, sometimes it's fun to be like, you, you know, you did your wrong, you fucking idiot. Like, it's fun a little bit, but yeah, there's definitely. Well, no, at
1: some cool. point you have to, I mean, that's that your thing. And I will say when also on top of which, like the hack responses to when someone gets canceled, like, let's say someone lets out an apology, you know, and I saw this a lot um, with some comics who got canceled for, you know, jokes they did or whatever. And someone's like, Oh, I apologize, and I've become a different person in checks. Watch five years. It's like, yeah, in five years, someone can change a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? A, like having a hack. Like I hate when people use stock lines. Like so, on my um on my comedian page, actually, you know, I have a friend of mine who works for Facebook, and she is boosting the post. And there are a couple Trump people who didn't because so half the sales are going to the common cause, and a lot of my big post was about how. It's about fighting voter suppression, more equal representation in government. So there are a couple of Trump people who commented. One person wrote, can't wait to not listen to it. And I was like, dude. And that's the thing. Because like,
0: at some point. you got you, man. Yeah, you I know. It is like,
1: so sad how not clever people are. Because it's not even like being mad about someone trying to insult you. It's the fact that it's like, like. If I saw that happen to another comic, I'd be like. I want to kill that person because they're just so unoriginal in terms of, which I will say the garbage can banging thing. I've been seeing that online a lot and it's, it's like, come on, something clever, at least
0: yours was actually clever. Yeah. So just so uh, you referenced this a little earlier, the uh, Houston Astros, as a lot of people know, uh, you know, famously got into a lot of trouble for a big cheating scandal, in which they were stealing signs using technology that a video camera There was like set up in the, the clubhouse and they're banging a garbage can to let them know if it was just was a breaking ball or a fastballs come in and a, you know blah, blah blah i'm trying to do this fast track i had a tweet because you know the protests are going on yeah. saying um i i think something like i heard in houston uh uh the protest like the houston protesters were stealing signs from other from protests other, yeah. or something like that and you know people liked it. i got, I got a pretty decent response yeah um it's very baseball centric, though. I think if you came across and you didn't know baseball, you'd be like, well, "What's happening in Houston? They're doing fine. What are the doing? What are they doing?" Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, dude. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't understand. It's very funny to me when, like, your cause is for that you're sharing or that you're donating money to is to stop voter suppression. Why would anyone be against that at all?
1: Well, and I put mass incarceration and equal representation in government, which, again, you shouldn't be
0: against any of that stuff. No, uh, you shouldn't be against any of it. But some people just they take it as a tax. And look, my fellow white people, um, I, I do have to say this. You got to stop acting like anytime someone else is given an opportunity, it's taken something away from you. I, yeah, I think I don't think it really works that way as, as comedians. That actually could be the case, though. There's only so many weekends a year you can work at a club, but so actually, no, I'm well, but um. yeah,
1: no. But it's one of those things where it's like that. Just shows how unequal things are. That it's like, well, I want my advantage to still be here. Yeah, but if we're all at equal starting points, I don't know if I'll be able to cut it. That's why it's like, especially with school too, where it's like, you know, property taxes makes it so that way. It's like all these kids are at a disadvantage. If if you're li- if you grow up in a poor neighborhood, then another kid grows up in Evanston they're up here, but a parent's not going to be like, well, I don't want it being an even starting point. I want my kid to have the advantage, which I get being a parent and wanting your kid to have the best access. But it's like, also let's all have an even
0: starting point. I would, as a parent, I want an even starting point because, um, you know, I live in a, I live in a very average neighborhood. Like it's safe. It's super safe. So I might be good there, but as far as like property cost and value, it's probably on the cheaper side actually in the city of Chicago. Um, but the, the schools are pretty good is what I mean. So in case people aren't aware of this, in most places, I don't think it's like this every state or every region or whatever, every county, excuse me, your property (laughs) taxes, that was a good one, right? Your property taxes will pay for the school. So because of that, if you have a bad school, that's because the property's value is bad. So it's like a bad cycle. It's one of those things where it's like, well, how's the school going to get better you know, one can't get better without the other. Yeah. So, like, neighborhoods that are already wealthy, they their advantage continues because their school's good. So, then people, when, say, so, so some 70-year-old couple dies, their house goes on the market, everyone's going to want to get into that school district. I always heard people say, like, ooh, like, I watch those HGTV shows a lot with my wife, and you'll hear, like, there's one called, like, Love It or Leave It where the woman, I think she's English and the dude's, like, Canadian, they, uh, go, they'll go to someone's house. And she'll be like, I am going to remodel your house. Therefore, you'll love it. And you'll want to stay in the house you're currently in. And the other guy's like, I'm going to show you houses that are better than your current house. And therefore, you'll want to list it. That's what's it's called. Love it or list it. And the dude will always be like, look, this is a good school district because the couple will always be like, we want to stay in this school district. It's a lot of school district talk. That's why those property values in those school districts stay well, because as soon as property opens up, people want to get in that school district. If your school district sucks, your property value is going to suck. Yeah, there's very few places where the property value is super high, but the school sucks ass. No, yeah, and that's why I, as a parent, want would want it to be equal. Where it's like, state of Illinois, stop taking it from stop taking it from property, or take all the property tax and divide it up evenly. Which I know some people complain about because like my property is more valuable than your blah blah. blah. Or just, or don't tie it to that. You know what I mean? Take property we're... taxes and pay for other shit. Then have yeah. it pay for the parks. Have it pay for the fucking water, you know, treatment plant. I don't fucking know what I'm saying now, but you know what I'm saying. It's kind of just stupid move to do that. Well, and, not, um yeah, I mean, it's it's because it keeps people. It's if America's about upward mobility, which I know a lot of people like. You know, it used to be Democrat Republican. Everyone believed in that upward mobility, the thing. American dream thing. Yeah, the American dream thing. Absolutely right. And and I still I still believe America is. Uh, you know, obviously we have our faults but we're still better than fucking 90% of countries. I would want to say, I don't know, 80%. I couldn't <laughs> do the math on it. Yeah. No, I do mean that. I mean, things seem so bad and a lot of people will be like, well, that's fucking, you know, America sucks right now. And I go, well, where, where would you move to then? And, and they can name like, you know, Norway, Sweden, maybe Italy, Ireland, I don't know, Italy, who knows? Because they no, right. they, they, are fucking, are, yeah. they got hit hard by the coronavirus. So yeah, I mean, anyway, the property value thing is, As far as schools go, if you live in a nice neighborhood and have nice schools and you have kids that go to them, you have to understand that your kid is going to graduate from the schools and go into a world where he's going to be dealing and interacting with kids who went to bad schools. So therefore, like you still, no one lives in an Island. You should want all schools to be good. That way. Everybody's like a rising tide lifts all boats. As the old saying goes, that's, that's how I view it. And no one chooses to be born poor. So you fucking you come. That's where with like that's where it's unfair to the kid. Where it's like, okay, I got. Real quick, a Joe, I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah. Someone just commented, and normally I wouldn't, you know, comment on a negative comment, but the name is amazing. Look at this name, Thunder Cunt Smith. I thought this was supposed to be funny. Yes, Thunder Cunt. It's mostly funny, and if you chimed in a little earlier, you might have heard my joke about Polish people, and you might have been like, "That's pretty good." But you just chimed in while I was talking about some serious shit, and it's supposed to be bar conversation, which could be serious sometimes. I'm not mad at you, Thunder Cunt Smith. All right, I appreciate your comment, and thanks for checking in. And that's a wonderful oh, name. Hang on, that's probably someone I fucking I'm going to have Thunder
1: Cunt Smith, and then say I, then and then shit talk, but have just a green person that's like. Non, at least have your face there,
0: yeah. You little bitch. So, you, you have to, to by the end of the
1: podcast, Thunder Cunt Smith better put their real name and their real face, otherwise, you're a pussy, thunder cunt. Yeah, sounds more like a lightning bolt piece of shit to me.
0: Yeah, a thunder cunt is like a fun thing,
1: <laughs> yeah. You know what
0: it's I mean? Like, yeah, so there like, you go. I, cunt. A buddy of mine hooked up with a girl, and, was, and I'm like, dude, I saw you leave with that girl at the bar. What's her name Jessica? He's like, yeah, dude,
1: <laughs> she had a real thunder,
0: cunt. real thunder cunt. I'd be like, fuck, really, like. How, how, like, dude, and like, her,
1: and her last name was super generic, so no one could know who she was personally, so she could make comments anywhere she wanted without having responsibility for it.
0: Thunder Cunt had like a <laughs> Thor clip, you know what I'm saying, dude? Like, power, yeah. just power down there. I'd like that. So, yeah, I mean, anyway, dude, we were talking about something serious, and then some cunt interrupted us. Dude, also, but that person. So, how does this work with this stream? Like, is that you ever, ever listen to any comedy podcast? Like, sometimes you're going to talk about some serious shit that's going on. But also, we're trying like, to say that schools, even poor schools, should get money. You dipshit. Here's my here's my thing too. Is that like, uh,
1: when it comes to this platform, right? Can anyone just join and watch it? What like do you mean any about? person.
0: Yeah, dude, we're live on Facebook, and we're live on um, YouTube, so anyone who comments, yeah, I see the comments. About that nondescript shit, it's like,
1: that could be some 13-year-old who just jacks off to pictures of his grandparents, and now he's like, it could be getting on the internet now, and I'm going to let someone know. That's why internet fights are the worst things in the world, because on Twitter especially, it's like, if you've ever seen someone who tries to start shit on Twitter, it's like 13 followers.
0: Dude, by I know. Followers. Uh, yeah. And it's that's, like that's, the, that's, m- the least relevant people are the ones who are like, God, I need something. You know, dude, like, Twitter's such bullshit, though, too, man. I can't stand Twitter. I think it's like the worst of, I don't know. Facebook is my least me.
1: favorite by far of the platforms. I think Facebook's better than Twitter.
0: Facebook might be better than Twitter now. I don't know. It goes back and forth. They battle it out right now. Twitter's good for spreading. ThunderCon Smith literally does. Look at this, man. I literally jacked up the person in the like, Okay, we like you now. I like Thundercon Smith, man. I don't, I don't <laughs> care, man. Right. I think he's making us funnier for it. Thundercon came in. We made fun of him or her. <laughs> no. Thundercunt's be ladies, too. or they, thems? You don't but know. Here's here's the thing, Thundercon Picks or it didn't happen? The only thing is that only pictures I have are from their funerals. How this is the f- we know. I don't know who this is, no, but we no, know. It has
1: to be something we know
0: because this guy sounds
1: like my interior monologue.
0: <laughs> I think that maybe my brain, dude. Probably. Actually, actually, Thundercon Smith, no bullshit. If you did catch us by chance, because maybe a YouTube stream popped up, I'm telling you right now, Joe Fernandez's new album, you should go buy. Yeah, is it? Go listen to it. I'm serious because this is his type of humor. This is Joe for dude. This this is like your if you were an evil twin, it'd be Thundercon Smith, Joe Fernandez. <laughs> Thundercon Smith, seriously. He Joe like Fernandez and Jenkins, wife. I wife. Exactly. See, that's what I'm saying. Thundercoat Smith, listen to this. Joe Fernandez has an alter ego named Masturbation Jenkins, who eats his own cum and, and
1: um, runs for political office at the same and time. And runs for
0: political office and eats people's brains too. You gotta throw <laughs> that one in you there. Skull fucks people. Let's Skull. Let's, get, let's get all the info out. Get it right. Or pay the price, camp on a wana. You had those masturbation Jenkins 2020 shirts made, right? Were they selling? Dude, the amount of people who
1: wanted them, it was a little surprise. I mean, it wasn't like a lot, but like more than one is a lot to be like. Hey, give me that that character you have that eats their poop and come and runs for president. You know what I mean? Like I had to mail out a few of them, and I decided to do like little thank you notes with poop smeared on them, which is pudding. It wasn't can real I, can I
0: mention this man? Um, you sent me a thank you note that was very uh, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. You don't I want sent- me? You don't care that I give that away, did you? No, no. I mean, it's it's weird for me. I get I don't like good being, man. I don't like
1: being in person with people, so I gave it to Blake. But I thought. I had hit it well enough where I put it. Blake Burkhart, my roommate, he also hosted the first show of my album recording. Great, so host. I figured, uh, yeah, he did a great job. No, I think dude. he's the,
0: one of the best hosts in the
1: city. Yeah, and I, it's weird because he's in the other room, so it sounds he like I'm just this, he's saying this
0: piece of shit, and I didn't say that. It...
1: Hey, Blake, you're a piece <laughs> of shit, and you're ugly, huh? <laughs> he said his ears are burning, but uh, that's because he has herpes in his ear. Nice. Thunder Cunt is now on board for this podcast 100%. This is is
0: Thunder Cunt's new favorite podcast. (laughs) Hey, Blake Blake Burkhart, roommate. (laughs) No, I like to thank you. No, it's a nice touch, man. Yeah,
1: well, you know what's funny? Thunder Cunt really accomplished his goal. He got us to joke around again.
0: Yeah, I don't know why we went into serious because right before the podcast started, we were like, dude, let's let's keep it fun because everything's too serious in the world right now. Yeah. You know, Uh, I do look at this, man. I, you know, found I got Spider Man here. And I got Iron Man right here. And, you know, I don't like about these toys. They made them the same fucking height. They're not the same height. Should Iron Man be taller? Fuck yeah, dude. Spider-Man is oh, like a 16-year-old kid. You don't, Are you not a Marvel uh, guy? No, Spider-Man is my favorite superhero. I just didn't think about that. Yeah, man. Dude,
1: uh, I, but I, I've also stopped watching superhero movies a while ago, man. There's too many. I'm tired of trying to keep up with the storylines of all of them.
0: Dude, nah. I binged them all like crazy. That Disney Plus came out and they have all the Marvel movies on there. And so I was like, well, I'm going to catch up, because I was way behind, and now I wish I would have been in the theaters with everyone else watching. Do you think that's a thing of the past, that the movie theaters aren't going to come back for a while? No, they will. I think all this stuff, eventually, people are, it's like,
1: hey, you know, maybe we shouldn't do handshakes or high fives anymore. It's like, no, then, okay, so we're not going to kiss and fuck anymore? Knock it (laughs) off. Like, we're going to have to go back to normal at some point. Like, it doesn't,
0: you can't let a fucking, and also- I like I the know. idea of a girl being like, whoa, whoa, you can put your dick in me, but handshaking? Yeah. Gross. <laughs> Gross. But Did that's pay attention.
1: Yeah. Just human affection and people being around each other has to happen again. Otherwise, the coronavirus and the terrorists win.
0: Yeah. You know, I thought like that Dr. Fauci guy was saying maybe the handshakes are a thing of the past or whatever. Okay, I really, the elbow is not yeah. bad. Elbow, fist, elbow bumps, fist pump, fist or something.
1: I don't know. It, it's weird that germaphobes had it right with the handshake fist bump thing. Like the fist bump, I think, I, that's the only thing I'm okay with. Fist bump, yeah, I'm totally okay with that over a handshake.
0: I do I do a blow up. I do a
1: pop. <laughs> but you know,
0: the thing you, you mentioned. <laughs> I you do. Know. Hang
1: on, Joe. I do a fist bump, blow up, and then I have people running to try and save their lives because of the explosion that blew up their home. <laughs> you it's you it's, it's complicated, but if you're in the circle, you'll love it.
0: Yeah, man, everyone's got a little, a little inside. I used to have so many secret handshakes growing up, man. Well, and so I, well,
1: that, oh, and that's the other one is the one that's the bump fist, the explosion, and then you scream as you hear the people
0: dying in the fire. Dude, Thunder Cuntsmith's on a roll. Look at this one. It says, I suggest smelling one another's asses like <laughs> How do. Hang on, Sky's that's gotta, be, amazing, that's
1: gotta be Nolan.
0: That has to be I Nolan. I feel like right? it's Nolan Rafferty, owner of Galway Bay Pub, but I don't know.
1: Which, by the way, buy their glasses and T-shirts. Their glasses are really cool. Me and Blake got uh, four a piece. We got eight total. Oh we gave shit! gave a couple away to friends.
0: I if um, dude, send me a link to that. I was trying to find that. I want to buy those too. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll look it up. I'll find out where it is.
1: But Galway Bay is a fucking sick bar. Open up your patio, Nolan. You got a little area. You can have like five people in there.
0: Yeah, it's small, man. I like that little area. It's nice to work the door there. I'd work that back side door, and then he would come by, and I would just kind of like half dick around and talking to him and stuff like that. Dude, by the way- He's Thundercut swears he doesn't know us. All right, Thundercunt, you don't know us. You don't know us. It's <laughs> fine, man. All right, it's fine. You, you don't- But you, you know, know what? Know. We're saying I'll we'd be, want to know
1: you because you seem like a fun guy. I'll be honest. He turned this around. We were talking about property taxes, and now like, I got to give stopped. him credit, dude. Glad we stopped.
0: I, I am, you know? But Plus, you, you know, know ask them kids.
1: <laughs> where Thundercunt comes from, and is it a family name, or is
0: it- mm, Yeah. Yeah. Like, does he have a grandma named Thundercunt? You know? And
1: why go with Smith? Like, that juxtaposition is weird. Like, the ins- most insane name, but then let me go with the most generic white name there could be.
0: Dude, we're How both the named Joe. We can't talk about names. No,
1: I know. But maybe, like, Thundercunt derodactyl fucker,
0: Pterodactyl. Yeah. Make it even. Uh, you can't I don't have Thundercunt and then Smith. I don't know, man. What was I saying just before that, though? Robert I pump, for Thunder. point fu- Fucking it. Thunder. Cunt came in real <laughs> swift with that. With the whole thing, I gotta thing, give bro. him credit though, dude. He did get us back on track to being funny again, yeah, or at least relatively. I, but I don't know the handshake thing. There we go. Now I remember. I look if we're doing elbows, that's fine with me. And you made a point about like where we gonna stop kissing and, and banging. No, of course not. But you, you kiss and bang way fewer people than you do, yeah, handshake, yeah, and you do the handshake thing, right? I mean,
1: but I do the one night stand thing. Somebody's spreading viruses left and right. I don't care if it's the HIV or Corona.
0: Can I, can I bring this up? Joe said that because um, the album's called Ugly, and I'm like, you, you know, you're not ugly. That's why it's a cool album title name and all that. Because you're not. Joe, look at this guy. He's very handsome. He's got, you got a great five o'clock shadow. You've I've always <laughs> been fellow. because that's your Cuban side. But I got rejected last night. And um, how, real quick, though, you said. I'm sorry. Let me let me set it up for everybody here. Okay, I want to I want to paint the picture. I make a joke about you being ugly, and you're like, well, maybe I am ugly because I've been striking out left and right. Dude, nobody's cleaning up right now, man. You get fucking worldwide protests, worldwide global pandemic, worldwide and global, same word. But like, you know, I don't think anyone, even like, even like a Zach Morris would be fucking, you know, running cold right now. So So
1: there was a girl who I saw back in September, who I dug a lot, who then randomly messaged me maybe like two, probably two weeks ago, maybe three on Instagram. And we were messaging back and forth, but she started doing the same thing she did back when we were kind of seeing each other, just like not responding to me for over a day. And now she's just doing the same thing. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Like, it just fucks with my head when that happens. That it's like, all right, there must be something going. Like, like what could it, like, here's the thing that's interesting. I don't question at least who I am in terms of my personality. But, like, when it comes to women and rejection, I just fucking struggle real hard. I'm like, there must be something physically. Does is that, is yeah. that sound weird? Like, I'm confident Inge. in, like, being a good time. I think I'm fun. You got a little dick? What's going on, man? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry,
0: man. Um, Let me show it to you real quick. You ready? Hang quick, on. Quick. Wait, wait, on. wait, wait. Ooh, thin but long. Look at that. <laughs> I get, it's all over to your chin. Yeah. You how, you how
1: much is a pinky? What is that? like?
0: Uh, oh, I thought you were trying to, like, make it stick out like that.
1: Oh, I should have. I should have done that. That'd have been better. Ooh, yeah, Jarrell Scott it is.
0: Barnes. Joe, why you got the white beater out though? <laughs> Wait, who said that? Uh Jarell Scott Barnes. Uh I don't B. have a wife, so I'm looking is for someone... call him JSP. We should you, call him JSP. You know,
1: Jarrell, I'll tell you this much. I'm looking for a lady that when I wear this, I can hit them. Okay, that should never be on air.
0: But no, okay. You know well, what? we're live and I can't do anything <laughs> about it. Now. We, he's kidding. He's Cuban. He could say that because they're and know, he said, very, you know what? If
1: anything, Jarrell. Jarrell's at fault
0: for putting that in my head. Yeah, I agree right there, man. No, dude, with the whole, <laughs> with your, if a girl doesn't, like, dude, you understand, dude, you don't know what's going on with these women right now. So you have two women who haven't hit you back up, like, in a timely manner. Come on, man, you know what's going on. I know you're, look, you know you're a good-looking guy because people tell you you're a good-looking guy. You should also know you're a good-looking guy because I've seen the women you've hooked up with. Top-notch, man. Very top-notch. You've done very well for But yourself, then why you know? blow someone off? It doesn't make sense. I don't know. Maybe they got diarrhea, right? For two weeks? Yeah, man. You don't know, man. You never had two week long diarrhea. You never I, had the Rhea for two weeks, have man. I just, Come on, I dude. I've seen having, the way like,
1: you like, that. Especially three months without that was the other thing too. I had something that ended in March with a girl, and then she got a boyfriend like a month later during quarantine. I'm like, how the fuck did that happen? She
0: went back to her ex boyfriend. She didn't get a new. No, so quarantine. well, this is where she fucking her Uber eats guy. So- Huh? What is it? Her Uber Eats guy? Who's she meeting? Dude, she actually, I shouldn't be getting Dude, stepbrother. It goes right back to the stepbrother porn. She's banging her stepbrother. It
1: was someone that she was friends with in college, I found out or whatever, because I was following like social media. And then I had to like, you know how you can mute stories? Because I feel like blocking people's immature muting is more like, all right, at least I don't see it popping up. And then I think about them,
0: you know? Gotcha.
1: I feel hey, like I'm that's Time
0: out. out, Joe. I just realized I have people chatting from YouTube and people chatting from Facebook. And there's a good chance they're not seeing each other's posts. Just throwing that out there in case there's some confusion in the chat. Oh, about why we're
1: talking about someone named Thundercut Smith?
0: Well, that and, and then Jarrell Scott. I don't know if they see each other's posts. I'm wondering if that's how that's going. I could be wrong though. Anyway, by the way, whoever's ever listening listen to this podcast the traditional way, like on Spotify tomorrow, they're going to be like, God, why do they keep fucking stopping momentum? Anyway, yeah, um, yeah. Well, dude, but hey, man, you got to figure it out. I just think during this time, I look at it this way. Three months has been real, real. Dude, bad. Well, three months is, yeah, three months is a drought, right? But you have to also, dude, you're, you gra- grade yourself on a curve. Got to grade yourself on a curve. I look at it this way. I know a lot of people like in our world of comedians were like, dude, I hope everyone get a lot of writing done. Every comedian get a lot of writing done right now. And I'm like, not really. And I've heard other people say not really too. And I go, good. No one's doing anything right now. There's nothing like we're all doing shit. There's no there's no jealousy right now. No one's booking anything, no one's doing anything. You can't yeah. beat yourself up over anything. We're all just waiting around doing nothing. It so is, therefore, it's like if your worst stretch is during a fucking pandemic, yeah. While protests are going on and like you know, people are fighting injustice, I think you yeah, don't beat yourself up. When do you
1: think that first we're gonna have to find out when that first appropriate time is to send out your avails, right? When do you think? Oh man, be- I know.
0: I was wondering that too. I was thinking about
1: that too. It's like I'm sure there are some comics who already are like, uh, "I bet There's, by July."
0: I've accepted that 2020 is just not going to be a good rest of the year for comedy. I know we're only in June. We're not even halfway through the year, really. And I remember we are halfway. I don't know how math works, but it's I don't know. There's a couple clubs in Wisconsin that I've worked that I'm thinking, "Oh man, I'd love to hit up Skyline and Appleton and be like, hey, what's going on?'" But I don't know. Well now that Appleton – yeah, exactly. Like Wisconsin's open. They're they're opening. I think they just opened this past weekend and it was local guys. Dude, no, well,
1: I mean, but like Wisconsin in general, like the bars are open. Oh, yeah, bars I, are I mean, open and everything. This is like where this. the selfishness is coming in, where you're like, it's been three months. I kind of could go for going to Milwaukee and going to Wolski's and going to a
0: bar, man. It's gonna be hard to not, you know. I don't want to be the first so so in case everyone listening around around the country, in case you're not aware. Uh, my you have kids,
1: though, so you don't got to worry. I mean, like, you have more to worry about than I do for sure. I
0: haven't felt as empty as a lot of my fucking friends that don't have kids or girlfriends or you know, boyfriends and shit like that. Because you know, my my the only thing that's changed about my life is not going out to do comedy and not going out to the bars and, and you know, hanging out afterwards. And yeah, I definitely 100% miss doing stand up comedy. Uh, I just thought though, once everything's back to normal in Chicago. And that's what I was saying for everyone listening across the country and around the world. Chicago is still, or we just recently, this past week, you're, if you have an outdoor beer garden or patio area, that is open. So people could like drink outside. Because that's, that's where I've been going. Apart. Yeah. that's. Have you gone to these? Have you gone out? Have you drank only in, anywhere to, yet? Um Only
1: to that Max bar that, you know, like Dale and, uh, you know, Aaron, who like Dale McPeak and his girlfriend Aaron, Aaron Winters works there. So I've been going there. Cause that's the thing, man. Like you can feel guilty too with everything that's going on socially. I feel like if you're supporting local, I mean, Blake's the one who brought this up, to be honest. But like, it's it's about supporting local businesses too. Does kind of matter. Like, if you're not doing it out of a place of like, I don't care about. Oh no, yeah, these businesses yeah. need
0: to survive. I've been trying to. When I do order from places, I was trying to order from as many local businesses as possible, and not just hitting drive-throughs. You know, you gotta you gotta keep what's close to you. Right? I have my fucking favorite burger place. This burger place called Stackers. That me and Abby Sanchez, who everyone who's been on the podcast a bunch, we fucking raved about this place to everybody. place only opened, like, a less than a year ago. And it's amazing. Like, my favorite cheeseburger in the city by far. Fucking closed, like, a week ago permanently. Like, they're like, we're not reopening our doors. And it's like, motherfucker, you know? Um, So that sucks to see. Um, this guy just yeah. made fun the Mitch, just made fun of the fucking Bears, dude.
1: Oh, so where's who's he a fan of? Come on now. Thunder
0: Cunt Smith, who who's you who are you a fan of? Thunder Cunt Smith is the third guest on the podcast.
1: He's gotta be a Green Bay, dude. He's got a green fucking little person thing. He's a he's a he's a Packers fan for sure, dude. No one says that know, about man. the Bears. I mean, I guess well, well y'all got rivalries with everybody. Like everyone in that division hates each other, right? Yeah, Vic- the Vikings, Packers, Bears, Bears. P-
0: Lions, and uh yeah, they all, all don't all like North each other. The whole NFC North hates each other. Uh I was gonna say Thunder Cunt Smith is the third guest on this podcast because normally when, when, I, when I'd go to the studio, James Webb would chime in and stuff. And I do miss James. And everyone give a shout out to James Webb. He's doing great things with the people. And he's the one who edited me. my podcast. He's and a Lions fan. So cool. Thunder Cunt's miss the Lions fan. Ah, okay. I've been to Fort Field. I saw Bears uh, versus Lions in Fort Field. And I've got family um, from Bloomfield Hills, uh, which is just outside of Detroit. So I ask, do like ask, Detroit. Detroit's ask, underrated. Ask Thunder Cunt. <laughs> it's so weird to say that as if that's his first name. But I'm, I'm gonna, thunderc- dude even if, if I ever meet this guy for real and he's like, "Hey man, I was that guy." Just so you know, my name's fucking, you know, Dave." I'm gonna be like, "Dust, you're Thunder cunt. You forever <laughs> you know shall be Thunder cunt. And you will
1: die Thunder cunt." Ask him who he hates most in the division cuz I'd be interested to hear who a Lions fan hates most.
0: Is it Vikings, Packers, or Bears? Yo, Lions fan, who do you hate the most? Thunder cunt Smith. He'll he'll chime in, in a second. Yeah, Chad Dan- Chad McDaniel agrees that th- um That uh, James Webb is the man, and um, James Webb, everyone, uh, is the uh, creator of the People of Comedy podcast network that hosts maybe a dozen comedy-related podcasts, I think mostly comedy-related podcasts, that are... uh Really good. Uh, Thundercon says, "Fuck the Packers." FTP. got guy means.
1: Oh, the so the Packers are number so one. We can unite line. over that, man.
0: That makes sense. The Packers have been at the top of the division for a while. Well, but I mean, here's Green my that, travel too. you know, so, dude. I, my my best friend from college is a Packers
1: fan, and a uh, my I had a roommate from Chicago, and he had a a fellow Chicago come up. And dude, if you want to piss off a Packers fan, just talk about how Chicago's a better city than Green Bay, and they will not be able to handle it because they know they can't fire back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you give someone something that they can't fire back at, like if I'm from – I remember I remember this guy drunkenly being like, if I'm from China, am I going to go visit Green Bay or Chicago? And I could tell my friend was so mad about that because what are you going to say? You can't say, well, Green Bay actually has the largest horticulture museum. You know, <laughs> like there's no way you would ever – like when you say something that's true that someone doesn't like, woo. Like when ThunderCon said we weren't being
0: funny, he, kind of he was, was right. right. He I mean, he's not being wrong. But I thought we were being interesting at the very least at the time. I thought we at least had some interesting things. And in a, a weird around. way, he's right. I thought this was supposed to be funny. We should have been. That's right. Dude, ThunderCon got us back on track. And I'm not <laughs> I'm, At first, I was like, who the fuck is this motherfucker? And sometimes you got to look within. ThunderCon taught us a valuable lesson about life. Dude. dude, how crazy is it that someone named Thundercunt changed the entire trajectory of the podcast? <sighs> Dude, I want. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna fall asleep to Thundercon's affirmations. You know, <laughs> just you with my head out? replaying what Thundercon tells me. Can you like? But what? How's
1: this work? Is there a way to find out? Like, like, is he on Twitter or what's the, what's the skinny on how he's watching us?
0: Like, I don't know. He's he's watching on YouTube. I know that for sure. He's Thundercon Smith on YouTube. He just wrote though. You know what's worse than watching Packers play? Aaron Rodgers' relationship with his family. <laughs> so what's
1: the deal on that? Is Aaron Rodgers oh. secretly gay and all this other stuff? Oh, well, I'll get about? to that.
0: Well, no, well, we'll get to the family in a second because Thundercunt could probably help me with the loose end. Of the family. <laughs> I love, dude, the idea of like you need legal advice. Hi, I'm Thundercunt Smith. I'm I'm part of the Smith Smith. And I Thunder want Cunt business law firm. cards that say <laughs> Thundercunt Smith. Please tell me you have business cards that say Thundercunt Smith. If not, dude, we we're talking about T-shirts earlier. I want. I'm going to make a T-shirt that says Thundercunt Smith. I'm sorry. If it sells well, I'll Venmo you. Yeah, but that's gonna be. I, I was thinking about. Making t-shirts. Marty DeRosa is going to help me, you know, with one-hour tees. Everyone check oh, out. Oh, dude, one are tees. you on com. that
1: thing, the belowthecollar.com Because I do have no. shirts
0: up there that I can promote too. So. Oh, nice. I'm not on that thing. You um, got to do it,
1: man. It's it's like it's. I feel like you of all people who knows how like the new wave of marketing is. Get some shirts out there, dude, and you have people buy them on. I know
0: t-shirts do really well. Our buddy of ours was doing those '90s Bulls tees. I bought one. I wore it last uh, two podcasts ago. Dude, but like um, big comics are on it. Like I think Gaffigan nice and Ron Funches. Yeah, yeah, no, oh, I, I know. saw that Ron Funches in um uh yeah gaffigan and a couple other bigger names but uh i don't know if you saw danny kallis made a shirt that's uh it's all 90s bulls related stuff during the last dance oh i didn't know that okay. doing it. yeah and the one i wore last week it was the nirvana logo but it's 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 the nirvana font but it says jordan instead and you know that smiley face logo it had a two and a three and over the eyes it's really fucking badass Dude, I was gonna say, i'm throw. not a
1: bulls fan but that documentary woo, so good Dude, that so was one good.
0: of the best. And we'll get to that in a little bit. But I wanted to mention, um, we were talking about Aaron Rodgers, if he's secretly gay or not. Here's where, <laughs> and if he was, great, come out because it'd be so big for like you know, gay, the gay movement or whatever. You know, um, the gay movement sounds like gay movement. But uh, <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Well, because I always was. I used to have a joke about it where every gay athlete that came out sucked, and there needs to be like a gay guy in charge. Who's good? I don't know if you know. Well, so like Michael Sam was probably better than they let on, and maybe he didn't get a fair shake. But the first gay NBA player was a dude like that Collins guy. He just retired. He was averaging one point a game. Yeah. Then there was a baseball player in the minor leagues, not even at the MLB level yet. So there needs to be like a gay dude in charge. Who's like, hey, listen, man, we appreciate your bravery for coming out, but have you seen? Dude, you're hitting one ninety, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. You want to like work on your swing a little bit? You're only in double A. You're young
1: the the one that's about the creation of the high five actually where it started was Dusty Baker
0: yeah i heard you when it was,
1: they uh, the los angeles dodgers i don't know what year it was but 70s yeah so it was like they were trying to get to be the first team ever to have four people who hit 30 home runs or something something like that some weird stat like yeah. that and on the last day of the season dusty baker did it he made it so that way everyone had four people had 30 home runs he gets in the dugout and there's a player who held his hand up and dusty baker just grabbed it and high fives are like strictly american like i went to a buddy's wedding he married an english girl and they were like yeah high fives that is just something you americans do and um it's but that the guy who created it basically who had his hand up the dusty baker grab was a player who they all were like oh he's gay he just couldn't come out about it um <laughs> chad
0: mcdaniel that is a good bit Thundercut. that is so funny I can't sing, everyone. You know that, but uh yeah, dude, that's fucking crazy, man. um It was all yeah, just the history of the high five. Hand up, and then Dusty Baker. If
1: you can find it, it's dude, like every a, great it's thing a, it's like is five, an accident. Yeah, it's a five minute thirty for thirty thing they have online. Five minutes. Oh yeah, 30 those 30.
0: Little, little mini ones. Yeah, dude, every great thing is an accident. Viagra, accident. They were researching heart medication, and the side effect was boners. Is that I right? Yeah, there was a whole movie about it with Jake Gyllenhaal. Both of my kids, of the- accidents well actually not true man i called my shop baby fucking i'm like babe i didn't didn't say like about your kids oh i thought you i I was fucking
1: around about how i have an illegitimate kid in little rock arkansas and one in toronto ontario i would love to have illegitimate children
0: in other cities that i don't care about there's an old rock and roll song where it's like i've got chicks all around the world and he's like naming cities that he's banging chicks in i don't know how that one goes but aaron Rodgers. here's some proof though for you everyone here's a little interesting tidbit so a good friend of mine who's actually on the podcast a few episodes ago, Megan Gailey, she oh. did a Montreal Comedy Festival Just for Laughs, I think, like 2015-ish, I want to say. And I don't know if it, I don't think it was at a show she was on; it was at another show. But Aaron Rodgers and his girlfriend at the time, the smoking hot Olivia, um, dude, Olivia Munn, Mun. oh, big fan, so, yeah. man, big fan Sweet. of Olivia Munn. And That's she's so my- perfect as Psylocke oh, and X Men Apocalypse. Hang
1: on, uh, let me figure this some? out. I gotta, I gotta have my uh, plug my computer in, but I think it'll be good. I'm at five. Oh, I'm at five percent. So let me dude, just hurry uh, up.
0: Hurry up! I'll, 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 just talk about Olivia Munn, everyone, dude. dude.
1: earlier, earlier, Fernando. What's the show? What's that show? News night, right?
0: Um uh, newsroom. Newsroom. She's yeah, She's good that, at newsroom. She like smart. She was good at math. She was like sexy though. She, she knew she was hot. You ever see? Um, she's topless in um a couple movies too. She shows them Is that, off, right? right? Yeah. He was just, like one of my top celebrity crushes back in the day, man. Dude, she's kind of funny too, man. There was a good sketch that I'll, I'll like tweet the link out. Everyone follow me at Joe Killian on Twitter or I'll post it on YouTube. I could post like a, um, not a, I could share a link. I think like if I make like a, like on YouTube now, you could post like a picture, kind of like Instagram, I guess. Anyway, um, it's called Where the, where, the, where Them Titties Go? Because this, this dude, <laughs> on, I can see him you in your underwear, man. What's going on, man? Oh, for real? Yeah, the fucking oh, whole God. camera's right down Wait, over. wait,
1: wait. Let's pull it up. There we
0: go. Yeah, for real. <laughs> so, um,
1: that's kind of of how it
0: works now. Hang the on. lighting's not bad, man. I gotta start All telling right. people. At least you like cared enough to put on lighting. I've had some guests where they're like in a dungeon. I'm like, dickhead. We're fucking. We're on cameras here. I man. know we're on camera. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's that's fun, right? Yeah. Um. How far I can go? There you go. Okay, so I'll reach. Where Where them titties go? The dude. You ever watch um Broad City? The one guy who's like her gym, like um, works at the gym she works at in Broad City. That actor. Anyway, I've never
1: watched Broad City. to Be honest, it's
0: a pretty funny show, man. But uh, it's he's like this guy, and he's dating a girl who it's Olivia Munn. She's the girl in the this like the sketch. It's like a like three four minute um, fake trailer. It's a fake trailer for a movie, and, um, and she's got great boobs. And he's looking at all these pictures of them together, and he's just like looking at her boobs, and he just he goes to sleep thinking about her boobs because her boobs are amazing. And then he wakes up one day, and she's like she like appears flat. And then he looks through all these pictures and the pictures, the cleavage is gone. And he's like, Where them titties go? And he starts like asking her questions and he's just like a dick about it. And she's like, I don't know why you're being so mean. And he's asking everyone. And then all of a sudden, like someone starts to leave clues, like, I know where them titties went. It's like, so then the whole idea is like the movie's called Where Them Titties Go, and go to where dot Wait, Olivia Munn is in a movie like that? It's a fake movie. It's a fake trailer. Oh. I could play it right now. God damn it. This is why I need to like. I need to be Joe Rogan, everyone. I need to get now, that young Jamie. Play the video. Now this is, uh, this
1: is similar to, we did that interview for Stewart Talent where I was like kind of not paying attention and I was answering questions that were meant for you. <laughs> I felt, dude, after that interview, I felt so, I'm trying to fix the lighting
0: here. I now felt so
1: good. embarrassed because Why? I just was not paying it. I just wasn't paying just
0: attention. Just so everyone knows J- Joe and I have the same agents. And our agency during quarantine was like, all right, well, we should do some cool stuff. And they did a really cool thing where they had Colt Cabana, who's a fucking amazing uh, pro wrestler. He's with AEW. He just he just wrestled Chris Jericho, everybody. So Colt's a friend of ours. He interviewed us about, like, stand-up comedy because, like, I think Stewart only reps, like, maybe, like, eight stand-up comedians. Yeah. And it was like a, you know, it was like, how'd you get into stand-up? What do you think of stand-up? What's uh, – you know, like where's the future of stand-up, and, you know, just all these questions about like our philosophies about comedy and everything like that. And uh, I don't know why you would have felt anything but normal. I thought you were good on that, man.
1: Oh, really? I, I always feel like interview other than honestly, your show is the one I feel most comfortable on. Cause we just know each other so well that it's not like, and I don't like, I'm not concerned about you being like worried about what I'm going to say or being like, Oh, you shouldn't have said that. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like we are on the same page in
0: terms of saying shit. So, um, I totally know what I mean, but anyway, Aaron Rodgers and Olivia Munn. <laughs> this is Ooh. the longest wait get to this. So they were at one of the comedy shows, at the Montreal Just for Last Comedy Festival, and you know it's a big, it's like one of the, it's like the biggest comedy festival in the world. And Megan had told me that she had heard from several people that they watched the show, and this was like one of the bigger shows, so a lot of big name comedians were up. Neither of them laughed once, not once. And so and she, the whole the whole theory was that these two were just like. It sucks to hear that about her because she seems fun, but like they, it wasn't a real relationship, and that's why people thought Aaron Rodgers were gay. They're like, his Olivia Munn like his beard, like just his cover up? Like I'm not like, gay, I'm dating her, and um, and I don't know. There's just you know some, and again, this isn't like an anti-gay thing where we would love for him to come out. Um, it's just like he's – there's been a couple things that we're like, eh, maybe. But the bigger fucking thing that, that good old Thundercon Smith here brought up was that – it is funny to say – is that uh, he doesn't get along with his family at all. And his one brother, I think, was on, like, The Bachelor or Bachelorette. I can't remember which one. And uh, basically talked about, like, yeah, we don't really have, like, a relationship. And he does seem like – I don't know. There's something about him that just seems, like, dickish and standoffish. And, and I know athletes are, like, those top crazy athletes kind of operate on a different level. But – you ever see the video of when um, the Milwaukee Bucks were, like, in the playoffs and one of the Packers offensive linemen, like, downed a whole beer because they cut to him and he had a beer. And he's like, ah. And then, like, at the next game, Christian Yelich was at the game and they cut to Christian Yelich and he downed a whole beer. And then they cut to Aaron Rodgers and Aaron's like. But I, I like, wouldn't want to down a whole beer either. Come and on then eventually now. he did and it took him an hour
1: eventually Not a wants a chug of beer that is I don't know kinda...
0: I don't yeah I mean he could have been silly about it he could just jumped on his head and like, ah, I don't know he just looked he looked like like a douchebag uh, doing it the way he, you know what the way he looked he like he looked like an older brother that the younger brother was like hey our, our favorite shows on. you want to watch it I don't watch those shows anymore I'm into ladies like he just like came off like a pretentious little piece of shit you know I mean great quarterback but I don't know I just dude that some, some stars you I just I He's a guy that, as soon as he does leave Green Bay, or if he ever does, if he doesn't retire a Packer, Packer fans will turn on him. Remember how quickly Packer fans turn on Brett Favre? Yeah, they but will they still turn. Love on him
1: now. now, like they love him now. Um, they do love him now. Yeah, come on. I think they've come I, around to
0: him. I think they've come around to him.
1: I mean, he played for the Vikings for a bit, and he cost them a chance going to go into the Super Bowl when he fucked up with a interception. Yeah. Um. Which is crazy. That was when Bounty Gate happened, right? Wasn't that like around the time when the Saints were, you know? Yeah,
0: for sure. Ron Grant, man. Friday is the 50-year anniversary of Doc Ellis pitching a no-hitter while tripping an acid fucking hero. There's like a uh, tiny 30 for 30 about that too, I think. Dude, I talked about it with Lisa Traeger about a month or so ago on the podcast. Um, I shared the – I think I tweeted out the link. There's a great video on YouTube – that someone did like an animated of him telling the story. Like he's telling the story. No, the you know, animated- yeah.
1: Yeah. That's great. I've seen that too. Oh, God, it's it's incredible. So he thought the ball was coming at him at like a hundred miles an hour. And it was like a dribbler. He
0: said and one he- time he thought there was like three different catchers or a gremlin was back there or something, man. It's hysterical. Dude, st- acids trip stories are always funny to me.
1: I've only it's- done it once in the, in the, the asset I got, I think was bunk. It was last year when it was me. And you know, like David Drake, who's uh that we mentioned him earlier, but, Chicago to New York comic who we, for his bachelor party, we went to Utah and did a bunch of drugs. And then we just made it a yearly thing. And last year we were in, where were we? Idaho. And uh, another comic in Chicago, Cameron Gillette brought some acid, but it felt like it didn't work. So I want to have an acid trip that's like for real, like because mushrooms work on me, but that acid didn't. And I want to do some acid that makes me go like, ooh.
0: All right, man. I am fucking... I'm a pussy when it comes to this stuff, man. I, um, obviously obviously weed, um, Molly, uh, but I don't, I haven't messed with anything else. I don't, you know, I'm a dad too. I'm not going to like, I'm not doing heroin or cocaine, but mushrooms seem safe. I know people who do like psychedelic trips all the time and they like, it's like part of their like annual thing, or it's like really good for the mind. Tell me about mushrooms, man. What's it like?
1: So now I always do small doses. So I've never had like hallucinations necessarily. Now, the times I've done it, the only times it's gone wrong have been in times where I was, was in bad
0: like, not I'm going to cut you off, but what was the most like craziest shit that you were going through with your head
1: in terms of the worst or the best? I mean, yeah,
0: just dude, I, I want to know. I mean, like, I because I've never taken it, so I want to know what's there are like two, uh, there are
1: two times that are so what was, was the best time, time? What was
0: the worst time? Give me that.
1: The, the, okay, so so if you go in with the right mind, if you're in a good mood when you do it, it'll be great, but if you're in a bad mood, so when we did them um, in Maine, we were by some cliffs. And one of my paranoid thoughts being around cliffs is like, what if I lose control and jump off a cliff? And then I started getting like suicidal thoughts while I was high. Kenny DeForest saved my life that day because I started to then like go down a dark path. Whatever, I, here's the thing is whatever mood you're in when you take them, it gets accentuated by like six times. So if you're in a good mood, you're gonna have a great time. But How if you're you like sad about something-
0: like why but, would take, why would someone take mushrooms if they're in a bad mood? Would they be like, oh,
1: well, so, oh, man? Oh, what happened to me, me? We were in Maine. We were by a bunch of cliffs, and I was worried about jumping off a cliff, losing control. So On you're top like of which, at that at that time, I was living with my ex and had a dog that I didn't know. I got a dog that I was trying to get, trying to get adopted and I could not find an adoption home for her. So I was like, my just life so everyone knows apart.
0: though, because if someone's just tuning in right now, they're going to think you're a bad guy. Joe is the best guy. They found this dog. They like, but he was living in an apartment and he just, he wanted the dog to have like a real home. So yeah, Joe's a dog hero, by the way, and has raised tons of money for like dog rescue shelters and stuff. I just want to make that clear because oh, like, that like I was like, tossing well, the dog no, I thought idea. about it. I've seen on like the, the live thing here that people are jumping in and I didn't want them to be like a dog. I was trying to d- get adopted or, you know, it seemed yeah, yeah. like if someone was checking in right there, they'd be like, fuck this guy He's getting rid of dogs.
1: It was it was a pit that had behavior issues, and I was trying to get her adopted, and people wouldn't take her because she had behavior issues. So eventually, she just became me and my ex's dog after we had broken
0: up. And- Uh-oh. Joe, are you still there? Oh, no. I think I lost Joe Fernandez, everyone. I could kind of hear you a little bit. You're frozen in like the worst possible way. Then Smith's going to make fun of the way you look right now.
1: Can you, can you hit
0: refresh? Can you leave and then come back? I'll talk to people while you leave and then come back. All right, everyone. What's up? Um, I don't know what happened to Joe, man. He's got to pay his internet bill. You know, these poor ass comedians are, no, I'm kidding. Here we go. Is he back on? No, he's not back on. Well, when he, when he chimes in, we'll see. Joe, there you are. Are you back? I don't that's not. Is that good? Yeah, no, you're good now. You're good now. Perfect. All right. Let's just let's let's back up. We, we got the gist of the whole dog thing and everything like that. So let's let's start it over because I'm I'm really curious about this. i again, I've never done mushrooms before. You have, and you go out into the wilderness to do them. So I think I, with people
1: you trust, you gotta be somewhere, at least for me. Some people do them in the city. But I'll say the worst trip I had, and in Maine, it was where I was able to flip it based on something that some random kid said in the distance that made me laugh, and then I was fine. But uh, Red Lobster Comedy is a show I host in Chicago that's, like, notoriously the worst show of all time, (laughs) by far. It's, like, a terrible show. I've tried to convince Alex Place to stop doing it for a while now, (laughs) and I can't get him to stop doing it, and I feel bad. Well, he's not going to listen to this, but... Alex, let's stop. The pandemic is clearly like like this coronavirus pandemic is what red lobster comedy is as a show. It's brutal, it's unfortunate, and no one can have fun while it's happening. Okay. So uh anyhow, I got I got on mushrooms when we were we were trying to find Zoe a home still, I think it was in August or something. Fuck. Um and uh I got high at this bar, but I started to get paranoid. Like, it's weird because, like, you know, you get performance anxiety even on the lowest of stakes a little bit. And so mushrooms amp that up. And I was hosting the show, and I started to have a freak out. And then I couldn't host the show anymore. Adam Burke had to host the rest of fucking Red Lobster Comedy, which, again, I wish people could see what the show is. Joe, you've seen it. It's, it's a bad. Nightmare. It's just, yeah.
0: a, you know, it's a bar in Chicago called L&L, everybody. That's a cool bar. I like the bar. It's um the people who own the bar are, are a cool bar. Yeah. Thunder comes is asking. It's comedy at a red lobster. Um, so <laughs> that's what it was to, initially uh, supposed to be. That's what it was initially supposed to be. But then red lobster was like, no. And so the guy, uh, Chris Condren, who created it was like, we're just going to call it um, red lobster comedy, even though it's not going to be just because he thought it'd be funny. And um, again, terrible prom- promotional skills, though. And the bar L&L is a cool bar. Um, literally, someone wrote gullible on the ceiling, which I always thought was funny. Because that's like an old saying when someone talks to someone gullible. They go, you know, it's, it's gullible on the ceiling. And, and I wonder if that's also in reference absolutely. to people believing serial killers were there. Because so I wonder if Gacy and yeah, Donner really People, I don't know if it's true. Maybe it's true. It's believable that John Wayne Gacy, famous serial killer, used to drink at the L&L Tavern. L&L Tavern about a mile south of Wrigley Field, for those of you ever going to Chicago. Good whiskey bar. Got a lot of good whiskey selections. Um, but it's, you know, and then it's, it was said that Dahmer I've went
1: heard. down because Gacy was his hero. And so he would go down there, but it's like, is there any evidence of that? I mean,
0: maybe you know. I've heard, of, I've heard John Wayne Gacy used to drink at LL I heard that all the time. I never heard the whole thing about Jeffrey Dahmer also going down to drink there. I don't know, but L I L I heard because it's near, it's not too far from Boys Town, which I believe even back then was still, um, you know, a gay friendly area and, you know, John Wayne Gacy killed gay people. Um, so I don't know. I think that's what it is, but real quick. So that was a bad trip. I want to hear about the most fun experience you've ever had on mushrooms. dude. And Cause this might be some people listening might be thinking, maybe I should try mushrooms. Maybe it'll free some shit up in my head when it's good. It's great. So in Idaho, it was great. Good experience.
1: And my first time doing it was the best, to be honest, we were in Utah and walking through a Canyon and Kenny DeForest, very funny Chicago comic looking or New York now or LA actually now. But, um, you know, they, all my friends were guiding me through it. Like all these Chicago comics who I'm friends with, we've been friends for a while. So my first time doing it. We're going through it. And I actually have a bit about it. I'll put it on my second album. album. I'm getting a little buzz now. Uh, but uh, but it's, a, it's basically like how our first time going through Utah, I thought for sure someone had spray painted on one of the canyon walls Dick was here. So I went up to the wall and I was like, can you guys believe this? That someone wrote Dick was here on the wall. And Kenny was laughing. Lane Pashel, another Chicago, Chicago expat, and I was in New York, comes up. He goes, that's not there. And I was like, well, I don't understand. What do you mean? He's like, yeah, this kind of looks like that's in the Mountain, but Dick was here. That isn't there. And so I tripped on mushrooms and hallucinated bathroom graffiti. Like, that's my trip. But, like, it wasn't bad. But it was more like, holy Yeah, that's shit. pretty tame. No one, no one, but no one. What do you mean by seen? they
0: guide you through it? Explain that part for me, guiding you through it, how like telling you, like, okay, you might see this, or you might see that. Cause I remember my cousin telling me once that he did it and um, they went to a Baker Square and he, he went to the bathroom. That was the first they were time like, well, well he in- did it and then they happened to go to a Baker Square. Oh, okay. And he went to the bathroom and his friends then were like, wait, where'd he go? And then they, he was found in the bushes screaming about like fucking, um, gremlins and stuff like that you know whoa okay but he well, said back- that was awesome he like liked that some people would be oh. like no i don't want to trip like that i wouldn't either holy shit that's crazy seeing gremlins thunder smith thinks i'm about 30 seconds away from pausing to take another line of adderall <laughs> dude i am tired but no, i'm not uh, is my eyes messed up like that dude my hair is all crazy right now
1: too dude no i i scheduled a haircut for monday man holy shit like this is necessary man as a balding dude, as a guy who's losing up top, you can't have it be this long.
0: Are, are you balding, man? You know that. Come on now. Hold on. My mic cord fell out. There we go. My mic cord's back in. Um, I, I didn't know this, that, but you're holding it together pretty well.
1: I'll say this about mushrooms, though. Uh, when it's great, it's incredible. And when it's bad, woo, it's bad. So it's like pizza. you got, you, you got to go in with the right mindset. And that's what people always say and the advice I was given.
0: Be in nature.
1: Be with people you trust. You'll be all right.
0: It's a good call. It's a good call. Yeah, man. Um, I I know, like I know the whole crew of comedi- comedians. I can't talk right now either. The whole crew of I was gonna say comics and comedians and like combine the word. That whole crew. Those dudes are awesome. I love those guys. They're all good friends of mine too. They've never invited me on any of these though. So fuck them all. By the way, Aaron I, Weaver, did, I was inviting you. So DeForest, Forest now- Drake. Uh, who else? Uh, Joxie, Cameron Ladd, Weaver. Joxie, I already mentioned Weaver. The whole Nature Boys is what I'm calling you guys because Simmons when I Caprell, LA, they was, Lane, were Lane. who are very fun. Simmons McDavid, he's probably part of that crew. Um, all of you guys, they would do these things where they're like, "Hey, let's go out into like the Joshua Tree and then like take acid while like looking up at stars." And then I'm like, "Why don't I get invited to that? You don't think I want to, you know, get in contact with the spiritual world while being chased by a coyote?"
1: You think? Yeah. Would you do? Now let me ask you this question on the real. Would you do speakeasy softball if we did some speakeasy anti-coronavirus softball, but no one has to know about it except the people who play? All
0: right. All right. Background for some people here. <laughs> Joe, Joe Fernandez has an annual softball game on his birthday, which is usually Memorial Day weekend. And, and then he has 4th of July, and I think you did Labor Day too. So Joe's a big fan of playing softball with everyone. I played the first two times and was very well behaved. Then I played a game in which I was throwing bats and telling everyone I hated their guts and wanted them to die. Um, pretty sure that's what happened. I um, Tried to start fights with several people, uh, and then I said I'm never coming back again, which I hadn't since that was my last appearance. No, I know like,
1: I used to invite you, and then I never heard back from you. So I
0: was yeah, like, yeah. Right. Well, I stopped going, and you, you know, I was, I was invited, and I just I felt like if I went back to it, everyone would be like, oh, is he going to freak out? You know, like the first time I, I fly out weekly to the left fielder, people are gonna be like, oh, he's gonna throw the bat. I didn't want that, you know. And now I think I'm gonna come back because I don't think the people who I saw you You shared a group picture, and half the people in the group picture they don't deserve to have fun ever. So I'm going to come back just to put them on edge. So they're like, you know, they flinch, those people. You ever see those people? You ever hang over. out with those people? You do one of those, those fuckers, and they go, oh, yeah, you know? say, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to do. I'm going to fucking, yeah. I'm going to be a terrorized. To be I'm fair, a, I'm bro, you know, for when that we'll game. do that
1: thing. You should flinch, though. <laughs> <It> I, <looks> <laughs> it's <laughs> it's like, I mean, a, like, that's kind of funny. It's like survival. Did, you flinch. It's like, yeah, because you look like you were going to hit me. Why would yeah, I not flinch? Only the psycho would not flinch if someone gets like that close to them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like that right we were there, someone the watching should the have been exact like mo- yeah. I made the exact moment movement that it looks like I'm going to punch you
0: and you flinch like I was going to punch you. What are you fucking crazy? I didn't flinch on that one because that looked like a shit punch, man. When you're coming in low like this, who comes in like that, man? Well, you see me like, overhand really right fair. now. That, now that I'm like, you know,
1: I'm on an an like ad, my so computer charge.
0: You gotta like you gotta fucking throw the hips into a good fucking jab shot, dude. Uh, watch the videos by Terence McKenna for accurate discussions on mushroom chips. Oh, well, thank you very much for that, Ron Grant. Antifa uh, at a charity uh, um, softball game has potentials a bit. That does. Hey, I, why know, Antifa Antifa I mentioned um, acting like Antifa because I, oh, I gonna, said I was going to terrorize. Antifa uh, being a okay, group okay. Uh, so, no, if you have a secret. Uh, a speakeasy softball game because people can't gather for a softball game. Would I be down by speakeasy? Do you mean everyone's going to get in their cars and drive an hour outside of the city? Are you no, gonna no I woods?
1: mean, dude. So for my birthday, since we couldn't do it, I was like, does anyone want to go to the park and just like hit a few balls around? And there was a decent amount of folks. Like I was careful about messaging people, making sure it would be people who I knew would be cool with it. But we had enough for even that whole, like you can't go opposite field. I gotcha. You know, so if we get a few more people, we can get a fucking speakeasy softball where it's like ten it's against coronavirus. But at this point, I think we're all starting to think it's a hoax anyway. So.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I play in a softball league every year. By the way, it's not a hoax. My wife's a nurse. Trust me. Coronavirus. No, now. no, no. I don't think I it don't is.
1: I know. I know. I don't um, even fuck around about it, But I'm just saying like the fact that it has not been in the news at all now because of everything that's going on. The the it like,
0: sucks, man. That's the one thing that I love that the left and the right agree on, you know? Like the media, sides, acid, you know, like the left and the right will both be like, Yeah, the media blows, but it's funny in what ways, you know? It's yeah. funny, like the whole uh, so the WTO released information that they've already backtracked on because they weren't clear in like oh, w- WHO. I'm sorry, I don't know what the WTO is. The WHO World Health Organization said, All right, this part might not be funny, Thunder Uh, <laughs> the World Health Organization said, like, asymptomatic people aren't spreading it the way we thought they were or whatever, and um. The other the, i guess the thing is like well they're not asymptomatic means they they haven't showed the symptoms yet but in the first 24 i don't know other doctors are saying well that's not exactly what the fuck it is you're kind of like misleading with that anyway so all the people i know who thought coronavirus was bullshit who when the wto was saying stuff like no this is What's real WTO? you keep saying wto it's i don't W-H-A. know why i keep saying wto that's weird what is that all right w-h-o-u-t-o entertain in america <laughs> Uh, I don't know what it is. WHO. So when they first came out and said stuff that went against the narrative of coronavirus is a hoax, those people were like, fuck the WHO. We We shouldn't give them any money. They're bullshit, blah, blah, blah. Then the WHO comes out and gives them information they like. Now they're quoting them going, see, the WHO said this. I'm like, well, I thought they were full of shit six weeks ago. That's the part I can't stand. And that is a lot of media bullshit where they do kind of play off both sides. You're right. MSNBC every day had like the death count in the virus or the number of cases in the corner. So it'd be like over, you know, 1.4 million and like, you know, 99,000, 100,000. Then as soon as the protest started, that graphic went away. Yeah. I mean, they barely mention it anymore. So that part, like, I understand why the average person's like, yeah, why the fuck the media? This is sensational bullshit. It's to get you to watch. Yeah. That's why that show with Olivia Munn, that newsroom show mm-hmm. I did like, because in like the first or second episode, they said the government, you know, created the airwaves. They did. You know, that's back when the government, I think, did a lot of really cool shit. Um, like that government had a good few decades. I don't even know if people realize this, though. 40s, won World War II, fought Nazis, ended that shit. Yeah. 50s, f- f- in the 50s, interstate highways. We fucking built the highway system in the 50s, dude. 60s, going up into space, satellites, which satellite technology is why we're able to do this right now, and cell phones and all that. So the government had a fucking kick-ass run there. And um, so, like, what the fuck was I talking about? Again? <laughs> um, no, Olivia Munn. So in that show oh, yeah. talk about, <laughs> Jeff Daniels' character okay. says, go with the news. Him. So the uh, – the, fucking the government gave the airwaves to the public but there was a condition that you would have to give the news you have to keep people informed and let them know what's happening in the world and that's why they would do like tests of the emergency broadcast system in case there was an emergency they would just take over and be like hey shit's bad go fucking hide you know like that's how they would do it and instead they fucking were like well we're going to show commercials and make money so then they started competing they should have made it a rule that you have to show the news commercial free Meaning that if you really want people to watch you, you have to be the most accurate. It can't be like well, fucking flashy. You watch you watch all this stuff and they all play to their bases to get them to watch. And that's, and that's why I like also, fucking everyone hates be, the media.
1: You know how there's the FDA for food where they give grades on meat. It's like this is F grade meat, this is A grade. Like they should do that for the media, where By the like, way,
0: Thundercut's right. Thundercut's right. It's already good spiking in Arizona, Florida right now.
1: Thundercut. Dude, sorry, go ahead. He, go no, but Thundercunt came in, hot at us, and now he's like my favorite person of all time. How did that happen? I don't know, man. If only we can make this kind of
0: progress in the real world. Is this is why, you know, I think, I think we're gonna make the world a better place one Thunder at a time. <laughs> I really believe that. Is that a quote from League of Their Own? I think it is. Um no, I guess first the director fear itself, you
1: know. But there should be a uh, watchdog group or something that's like the way the FDA grades meet, grade media on terms of accuracy and facts. And there are gonna be people who don't believe it, obviously, but like have Carl Bernstein and a bunch of other respected journalists be on the panel, and that way it'll be like here are the people who had provided the most. This is a guy who brought down Watergate. This is the other person who did this, that, and the other. Real credentials that people are like, I know what that is, I trust that person. To be like, hey, this news media organization is at best a C, yeah. if not an F,
0: you know? I mean, I mean, there's some independent watch groups that try to do some stuff. And, you know, Snopes was big for a little bit. And then some people thought they were, like, leaning one way. And and then there's some other, like, you know, factcheck.orgs. and dot orgs and factcheck.org. Check, yeah, I like a .org because that's, you know, .com, com stands for commercial. .orgs, you can't make money off of it. They just want to get the information out. Um, so – yeah, there definitely needs to be more of that. I know Facebook's like refusing to, I mean, they've, they've done it on a few things where they go, this might be questionable material, but Facebook is basically like, we're not going to stop propaganda. Twitter started to, and then Trump immediately was like, well, fuck you guys. I'm going after you guys, which is pretty crazy because Twitter is like his bread and butter. Yeah. He doesn't post on Facebook. I've never well, heard like, anyone outrage over like Trump's fact- Instagram post, you know? Yeah.
1: Twitter. I mean, like him, them fact checking him pissed him off. So, you know
0: like yeah because they never did that before but they only just started that policy like a week or two before i think
1: well here's the thing there was someone who was posting the president's tweets as their own and they got fact checked and i think they got caught on that shit you know yeah that like it was like hang on i'm getting flagged and the president isn't and this just shows that like y'all are letting him get away with stuff you wouldn't let the average person get away with yeah no something like that man what room are you in
0: in your house, by the way? Is this your living room I'm looking at?
1: So this is the second living room. This one's my living room. Blake has his own, the other room. I got my bedroom right there. Blake has his bedroom back there. And then we have someone moving in, but they have not moved in yet. And uh, it's kind of crazy because,
0: uh, I don't know. It's a know, big apartment, man.
1: We're not paying that much either. I'm not going to say how much, but woo! if you live in the city and you knew how much we paid,
0: yikes, you'd be upset. Who's the you? Are the people listening? Yeah. Oh man. Anyone who um, lives in Chicago, I'm not upset. I like where I live, and I live in Chicago. I know. But yeah, I'm paying, you like, sweet I'm deal. that
1: Cost that had the cost of living. And my fortunately, my landlord is not someone who would ever pay attention to social media. He doesn't know what Venmo is, so we're good. Yeah. Nice. But if he knew how much of a discount he was giving us, uh,
0: probably a building that's been in his family forever, and he paid it off a long time ago, and he doesn't. That a hundred percent is what it is.
1: Yeah. There's no way we should get away with what we're. We live in we live in a further north neighborhood by Loyola University. I'm not going to say specifically. Maybe Thunder comes going to come here. You just did,
0: by the way. <laughs> you just did. You says you just said you live by Loyola University. I'm no, gonna but stay one neighborhood. The there's Rogers Park. There's. Edgewater. I live by the United Center. I'm not going to tell you where. Like what yeah, the fuck. Um, yeah, you live in a north side neighborhood. Yeah, Rudy Ascot, who I mentioned earlier. Him and I had an apartment together like in 2011 that was a three bedroom that the middle bedroom we just took as an office and it had two bathrooms. One was just the toilet, you know, it's so like a half bath, I guess they'd call that. Uh, and that was for just, um, shitting. Now you could, cause the other one had the shower. So you, yeah, could, yeah. you couldn't shit in the bathroom that had the shower. That was pee only. And you shower. And then the other bathroom that didn't have a shower and you, that was the shit room. You could pee in the shit room, but you can't shit in the pee room. Cause we're smart like that. That's and my uh, favorite, uh, Monica and Brandy song. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, I thought you're gonna do like the whole Chris Rock "No Sex in the Champagne Room" song. Oh, that's true too. That could have been a reference. Eric I think West, I heard, your I think heard the boy is his. mine, huh? Eric West chimed in saying, "Looks better than my apartment for sure." Well, Eric West, you—I hope you're not dumb enough like Joe Fernandez to tell the internet where he lives. Uh, don't worry, that guy does no, It's fucking even that. i value
1: 80, anyway. It'd be different if I was like, if there was any reason for someone to be like, now I know where he lives. But there isn't
0: any reason why anyone would care where I live no there really isn't um hello man that fucking astro's playing it might be fun to swipe uh no dude oh, we, had, we had we had a sick i'll tell you what it is because uh this was in 2011 the apartment we had again it was three bedroom two toilets uh dry they got garage access there was a, like a you know garage and um i don't think i ever parked in it though but it was, it was a sweet deal i think we had free washer and dryer in the in the basement too so we didn't do like do coin laundry? No, we didn't actually. Because he used to go to the laundry mad place, and I would take mine over to my parents' house as a twenty-six-year-old or something. But uh we were paying ten fifty, dude. Three bedroom, ten fifty, and it was a uh, walking distance to the Blue Line, right oh, by a jewel. Pay- okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good. That was room. back when, though. That How was long. Twenty eleven, paying ten fifty. See, that's the thing. We're not that far off right now, so and listen, that's in twenty twenty. Fucking yeah. nine years later, dude. That's a steal, man. Don't ever leave that place, man. No. Who's the person moving in? It's only going to make you rent even cheaper. So, I guess Anyone I know? Say, no, yeah. He's an he's intern at
1: Comedy Bar. He like does – I don't know. Blake, is that okay for me to say who is moving in here? Okay, Matt Mitchell. He's a good dude. He's like 21. What's odd is that he's a 21-year-old, but I think he's more tame than both me and Blake. And
0: that's kind of interesting. Well, you two are alcoholics. <laughs> We, no i mean i'll never forget you used there was, to fuck a lot i'm back sure in the day. everyone i mean chad mcdaniels has heard this story i got into a fight at a bar right uh last was the last christmas yeah right before the last christmas last party the last christmas reality. i fought a bunch <laughs> this dude got fresh with my uh one of my best friend's girl there's another song for you and um i i ended up fighting him and um not fighting fighting i just shoved the dude i threw him into a High top bar table, and all the stools fell down. And when he got up, I was like, Let's go. And then he stood up, and like some couple other people, and it was oh, just wait. like a little melee. And wait, uh, you two the were tap? there. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the big city tap. You were there, and Blake were there. And you, you told guys told me this story, but I don't remember it. Yeah, because yeah, that's how drunk you fuck. You and Jonah Jerkins, all three of you were so drunk, you were like, I think a fight happened. People were thrown into your legs, and you guys were like, Ah, fucking, I know, can I get another fucking uh, fireball, wherever you drink? Um, I don't know what you do shots of.
1: By the way, Joe Fernandez work. and
0: I, everyone, tomorrow night, I don't know if it's live. I don't think it's live. We're doing a game that Zany's Comedy Club, Zany Comedy Club, um, is doing a show called Truth or Malort. Yeah. In which uh, Joe and I will, there's questions and we either have to truthfully answer or we have to take a shot at Malort. Does now, the Zany's those manager you ask those questions? I think Brian Morton, the general manager of yeah. writes the questions and will ask them. Uh, now, Malort, for those of you listening around the world, is a liqueur that tastes like ass ran over by shit. I don't know. It's a bad combo. Malort's terrible. And about seven or eight years ago, a bunch of hipsters in Chicago tried to make it like a Chicago tradition, and it's not. And I hate when people go, it's a Chicago tradition. Yeah, dating back to 2013. It's not a fucking yeah. thing. You ask any Chicago over the age of 40, that half of them have never heard of the stuff. And the other half that have heard of it are like, yeah, it's garbage. It's a horrible – and the idea was you'd have a friend visiting you from out of town. You go, oh, we'll do a shot of Malor. And they go, oh, I want to try Malor. And then they taste it and go, oh, my God, why would you do that to me? I thought we were friends. That was the worst thing I've ever it tasted. It is kind of a good marketing life.
1: campaign, though, to be purposely bad. I have to, And have they to know. They're funny it. about it.
0: And I know the dude, Sam Meckling, who was like was a high yeah, great. great guy. I like the dude a lot. And I have no problem bashing his product, though, because it's bad. I'm sorry, Stan. They lean into it though. That's the thing. They do lean into it. And but I know people though will Blake is probably one of them because I know I mean, maybe not Blake per se, but Danny Callis always fucking will order it when we go out. And I'm like, would you stop this shit? I, I drink Jameson shots. Or if it's not Jameson, it's some other sort of whiskey. And then if we want to get like I'll do tequila or Jameson is my shots. I will not like anything else. I'm like, what am I? And you know, in you a can, weird way, Malordi like eight drinking vodka? I've
1: done malort more than james no i've done jameson more but still i will say
0: malort once you get used to it it's not bad dude no it don't don't do that it's bad <laughs> it's very fucking bad and i'm gonna i'm gonna tell as much truth as possible so i don't have to fucking drink that shit you know um yeah i have a little ticker at the bottom there going support joe's comedy on patreon everyone that's patreon.com patreon.com slash joe killgallon for bonus content Exclusive to the supporters. I was mentioning my album, my next, my third album is coming out um, in a couple weeks. You know what I'm proud of, though, Joe? My last album came out, Can't Complain, came out June 20th, 2019. This one is coming out June, I believe, 18th or 19th. I'll double check, 2020. That means I'll have two. Two albums within a calendar year. How? But how? And raising two children as a stay-at-home dad during the day, and only getting about four hours sleep during that year. I when say I start like, getting seven hours sleep again, which I've been doing, but there's no comedy, it's over for you, motherfuckers. You guys won't be able to compete with my comedy. But I mean, retire. How, Sorry, how, like
1: how is your memory able? to, Like I, I have a hard time remembering a ten-minute set in general. And Like for my album, I had to like practice over and over just to make sure, like. Fuck! Well, I forget I mean, how the joke goes. Like my memory is so bad that I have to rehearse shit over and over to not fuck it up.
0: Well, it's like you train for it, though. Everyone who's about to film a big thing or record a big thing, you do as many sets as possible going into it because you're ironing things out. So, um, as far as like remembering my stuff, I mean, I'm not the best at it. I always tell a lot of young comedians as a piece of advice, and this goes for anyone in any walk of life. You need someone close to you who has a better memory than you do. It's just it goes a long way goes a long way to have someone who knows their shit. Marty DeRosa has always been that guy for me. He'll be like, hey, why don't you do this joke anymore? And I'm like, oh, because I fucking forgot about it. Um, I don't record my sets. A lot of comedians record every one of their sets on their phone. I, I don't do it because I forget. I should be recording my sets. It would probably help me and be a benefit. Um, I don't know, man. I just, I, I think be, I think I write a lot because I forget a lot. I So I just, I I'm, I'm not like pushing it. I'm not some people are like, man, look at you workaholic. I'm like, no, I just, when the, the hour was ready, I didn't have a goal. I didn't say this is coming out in 2019. The next thing's coming out in 2020. Yeah. I know I'm not going to have, there's a good chance. I won't release a fucking hour in 2021, maybe hopefully, but there's a good chance I won't because I haven't done comedy the last three months. I've written like maybe two or three new jokes, but I don't know if they're good because I haven't tested them. That's well, kind
1: of hard. That's the thing that's kind of hard is like you're writing jokes, but in a situation where it won't be timely once you're able to do, you know,
0: luckily the stuff I've been coming up with, um, has, has stuff that it will still be good then. But, um, but you know, it's like, you. as far as people, here's what I always tell the average person who's not like a, they don't like watch the Sam comedy live a lot. The reason last comic standing never took off the way they thought it would, because everyone's like, Oh, this could be like what American idol was to music. <laughs> Anyone who could sing could just go up there and sing funny people. Look, thunder con Smith's been very funny in the, in the, in the comments. I don't know if he could go up and do stand-up though. Yeah, I bet, I bet if he's never done it before, his first few times are going to suck ass. That's just how that goes. Where if you could sing, you could always make someone sing better. But if you have a good voice and I say, hey, let's go do karaoke down the street, you're, you're going to be crush good. Yeah. You're going to crush it. You're going to be great. Like that's something that you could sing in the shower. You could sing at home. And and you know but comedy, you need that live audience thing. That's why I've been like, look, if fucking the future of comedy is zoom, like stand up i'm not fucking doing it i'll I, i'll find something else to be into i'll keep doing podcasts i'll fucking write scripts or i'll come up with i will like say no, fun show ideas.
1: I, that said in terms of um zoom shows
0: so i only have done a couple i saw one of the ones you did oh for real which one I, the coles open mic i popped in dude and i had so much my fun face was that. gone though i didn't i didn't i did i kept it so people couldn't see my face when my name was there so i'm like oh you idiot um and you, had, you were you made me laugh you had a joke which made me laugh so I, that, that was where one did, one. I
1: did the stepsister porn one yeah, and then the at-home workout one because those are ones that I don't know if they'll play But after this is all done. But it was, uh, it was in a weird way. The thing about doing those Zoom shows is that you're like, oh, I don't have to worry about people waiting for someone to laugh or not and then being thrown off by them not laughing. I'm like, I can focus on the joke and performing it as best I can. And not being like, oh, I was thrown. I thought that would get a laugh. And then suddenly you're thrown off. You know what I mean? Like, you know how all it takes is a little thing of like how you thought that joke would go to fuck you up. And that can't happen with a Zoom thing. You're like, all right, I can just focus on delivering this as well as I can. I know that sounds weird to say, but like there's – it's obviously less pressure because people could even do this. This means laughter. In the I, fucking I, got, I mean, it's less
0: pressure because no one's. Yeah, I, I hear you because you're not you're not expected to kill. But isn't the pressure part of the fun of doing live stand up comedy? I like the idea of being like my favorite thing to do in stand up comedy is taking a show that sucks and making it awesome. Yeah, so I'm not going to I'm not bragging here, everyone. But one of my favorite rooms is the House of Blues Foundation Room in the city of Chicago, downtown Chicago. Everyone's heard of the House of Blues. And um, I got a nickname from this dude, Ken, who's one of the like security guards there. I think security or, or whatever he works. He's the great, greatest dude you'll ever meet. He nicknamed me CPR. He called me. I'm like, I'm going to call you CPR. I'm like, why CPR? He's like, because you saved the show. And he was telling me, he's like, the number of times the show's been god-awful and then you go up there and kill and then everyone walks out happy. And I'm like, dude, I, it's like the best nickname you could give me. Because yeah, I I, 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 shit, I love that shit. Um, obviously, I would love every show to be awesome and every, every comic kill, but if, there's something thrilling about being like, that room was here, and after me, they were back up to here. So I kind of like that pressure. How do you save a Zoom show? Well, but that's where
1: uh, I was more saying from a performance perspective of where it's like, oh, I don't have to worry about how I do necessarily. Like, I can well, really focus nice, on the jokes and not be as concerned of like, you know, you know how like
0: instead of being a concern about the response.
1: Yeah, well, like you know, like there's one thing you thought would get a laugh and it doesn't, and maybe that throws off the way you perform the rest of your set. Whereas like that night, it was like. Oh, I'm not going to response anyway. So I might as well sell this the way I would. And I don't have to worry about, you know, if someone doesn't do this, I'm not going
0: to notice that. Yeah. Just so everyone knows. So these, there's been these live zoom comedy shows. And what we're talking about with Kohl's, which is like the number one stamp comedy open mic in Chicago. They've been doing zoom open mics and stuff. And again, I'm not knocking people for doing them. It's just not, it's not for me. Certain things just aren't for certain people. Um, you know, more power to everyone who's doing them, who's loving them. Lisa Trager was on the podcast and she was like, Oh, it's great. I'm having a good time. So cool. You know? just not for me the people are muted so everyone like it'll be like this style but there'll be like a million more like little square screens like you know I think brady bunch style and then you tell the jokes and the people who are just watching from home if they like the joke they will wiggle their fingers because they're muted because which makes sense you can't hear the sound would be terrible if everyone could talk well, go ahead joe a real I'll quick before you go ahead joe we got a question. Chad McDaniel, Joe Fernandez. Where can one get your album outside of iTunes?
1: Oh, Amazon Music and uh, Spotify.
0: Though, Spotify, Google Play. Chad,
1: just so you know, 50% of the sales do go to Common Cause, which is all about fighting voter suppression, mass incarceration, uh, You know, popular vote being the reason. Up- well, chance uh, in Arizona. Was- I hope
0: Arizona's safe because I, I, I heard something about coronavirus spiking there. So Chad, I hope you're good, man. Or, or I hope it's not true even.
1: Yeah. I mean, they heard it wrong. Yeah. But um, popular vote determining the president, getting money out of politics—like it really does. Getting do money work. out of politics,
0: both the right and left should be on board with, right?
1: Yes. You well, you would think, but you know. Um. But uh, Amazon, Spotify, on both those. Good
0: stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Okay, so go ahead, though, Joe. You are saying about because I was mentioning the whole wiggling the fingers thing and everyone being muted, so you can't hear them talk.
1: Oh no, I was going to say, in terms of confidence boost, there was a girl who saw me at that night that calls open mic messaged me on Instagram and we talked for a bit but it's like I don't know you meet someone on Instagram and she she lives in Canada I shouldn't be bringing this up this is why this is the problem with your show by the way you guys have one drunk enough they'll say things they're like I shouldn't be bringing this up in a public forum
0: oh i mean look dude we she all know you're lying girl, about but she lives in Canada she and exist.
1: it's like i don't i don't uh, yeah no it does sound like a man. i'm like yeah. my girlfriend in canada
0: in the Niagara um, Falls area yeah but uh, no, what, dude? You're not saying anything negative. I know what you're about to say. You're about to say, "Do I even pursue it?" She lives in Canada. Yeah. yeah. Keep it, keep the, keep it open, my man. You always got to keep those, uh, those lines open because you never know when you're over in uh, Toronto there, and you want to, you know, grab some gravy fries with someone, some ketchup chips. Some poutine is what it's poutine, called. Poutine, yeah. Well, I call them gravy fries, but dude, ketchup chips are really good. You ever have ketchup. chips? That. I don't They're like really ketchup, though, so I can't imagine what that. It's, is it's actually to be. good. They're like chips that are ketchup flavor. You don't take potato chips and dip into ketchup it's a, it's above that I like I like Toronto a lot as a city I've been there a few times
1: I've only been uh, there once but I had the best time of my life it was spring break our spring break when we were 19 we We're like fuck we can go to Canada it's real close it's real cheap let's go there we can drink
0: I was, I was at a bar in Toronto with my buddy it was like an outdoor like dance club type thing it was nuts it was not, you know not typically my scene but you know it was a bottle service so it was, it was fun I had, I had a really good time actually with those dudes the, the crew I was with everything was always fun and um, these, these girls came up to us cause we were like in a, a private ish area, not name dropping, but I was hanging out with a buddy of mine who was, who was playing in the NHL at the time. And um, when the girl came up to me, I thought she just assumed I was a hockey player too. And um, she was like, so what are you doing in town? And I was like, oh, and then I just said like, oh, I was performing at his event. That's my buddy Dave, you know, he's plays in the Blackhawks and stuff. And um, her and her friend's were like, oh cool, cool. And they just they didn't care about that. They were like interested in me. And I'm like, why are they treating me like they know who I am? This is weird, right? And then um as they walked away, my one buddy was like, dude, they think you're Bobby Flay, I think. <laughs> I think they actually think you're that fucking food shop because why and I go, Yeah, I agree. I mean, don't get me wrong, Joe, I was I was looking good that night, but it was just weird to have random people like that. Sure and my friend's wife was like, Oh, thanks, buddy. I appreciate that, man. This shirt fits a little bit loose. If I had a better fit, fit shirt, you guys would really know what he's fucking talking about. Um, but dude, man, I mean, what was I going to say? I don't know. I feel like we've had a fun podcast. I'm glad. I'm glad we got silly with it. Yeah, it was like a that. 150. Fuck. Oh, dude, we've been we've been we've been doing it for a little bit there. What else did I want to tell you? Um We learned a lot. Uh, oh,
1: you know, man, and that's the thing. Down. When it comes to comedy podcasts, you just want to learn. You know,
0: you do want to learn. Um, so Joe, again, tell them again where they could find the album and what else you got going on.
1: Well, so if you buy it on iTunes, half the sales in the month of June are going to go to common cause, which again, fights, uh, voter suppression, mass incarceration, uh, putting the popular vote as the reason that someone wins presidency, um, you know, getting money out of politics. There's like a lot of, it does so many good causes. So, and if you can't, you know, donate to it Uh, financially you can donate your time to it um there are many ways to get involved with the cause but if you do buy the album on itunes half the sales this month are going to go to that uh and it's called ugly it's on itunes obviously among other things Uh, You can listen to it on uh on um spotify amazon did i
0: distract you with what i put on the ticker there uh, Thundercut Thunder man, he made Thunder it. He come. made he made everything happen. He did, man. He made a good episode for us, which is good because you know you got we got to remember uh, that comedy brings people together. And we got to be yeah. silly with it, but it's fun uh, to then, bitch oh, about some serious stuff too.
1: I will. I will say, thirty characters podcast. Also check that out. Yes. We get goofy and silly on that.
0: Hey, J- hey, did I tell you, Joe Fernandez? I set up Mario Kart sixty four in my garage.
1: You said that maybe pre podcast or during. I don't the pre-? know if I told
0: it on the podcast, but I, I wanted everyone to know that. Uh, that's what's going on, and I'm thinking about. Um, I got a couple of tables. I could do a little beer pong, and uh, also we could get a little, uh, little, maybe a little, little poker game going on.
1: I'd be down for that, man, for sure. You'd be in for that. Honestly, beer pong too. I haven't played beer pong in a long time. I'd be down for that. It was Rudy Ascot's
0: idea, so I gotta give Rudy the credit. Yeah, That's yeah. Sure. Yeah. So for sure. All right, I'll hit you up um, when I decide to do that sometime soon. Maybe we'll film it for some bonus content for the Patreon, everybody. We'll do a little, little behind the scenes. So and Mario Kart, there.
1: you can do a game. Have you ever heard of drunk driving with Mario Kart?
0: Dude, someone said something funny earlier about Mario Kart related. I can't remember who was in the comment thread there. Um, no, have I, ever, I was drear, I was probably buzzed for the last round of Mario Kart we played. That's why I sucked dick on Rainbow Road. <laughs> Sorry, that made me laugh. I sucked dick on Rainbow Road. For those of you who don't it, know that, Mario it Kart. Sounds like, before,
1: it sounds like you were on Halstead doing it, yeah.
0: Yeah, Rainbow Road is the last name of the uh, track in um, Mario Kart uh hey Ron Grant thanks for listening oh Eric West is a good question when's JK getting on uh, 30 characters oh yeah actually Joe uh, you know you'd be interesting you'd be interesting do you uh, you're not an improv
1: guy necessarily but hey
0: I took improv classes before I ever did stand-up and you did you did I play level C you did play one of three.
1: my agents at the masturbation Jenkins show
0: you know I think I did okay maybe I didn't have the best partner in that scene but I think I did okay <laughs> no you know I'm kidding with him he was funny our good boy Steve, but he
1: did he did fuck you over completely. And he also did a Steve bit. Ger- or Steve Gerard, he took the scene in that? a way
0: I was not expecting the scene to go. <laughs> he made it a thing that he didn't know was his, his 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 lines. His lines, yeah, yeah. And it was kind of like I wasn't that prepared for it. Oh, Chad McDanielson Mario with the golden gun. If you imagine if you had the golden gun from sixty from uh, Golden Eye and brought into the world of Mario Kart, I thought of that because you brought Pierce Brosnan, who I think was my favorite Bond. I just think he looks the most Bondish. But besides the young Sean Connery, of course. I guess it's just the ones I saw
1: him in. What was he in? Uh,
0: He was in GoldenEye. Tomorrow Never
1: Dies. Tomorrow Never
0: Dies. One of the ones he was in was god-awful. I think the one with Haley Berry. No. The one where it's
1: like cold out. There there were a couple where the way he got out of it. It was like, all right, so the guy, the goon was standing too close to you, so you grabbed his gun and shot everybody like – Come on, we gotta have we gotta be at least be clever about how we get out of these situations. Yeah, you know? but you
0: can't blame Pierce for that, man. I don't I know. know. Pierce Brosnan just looked like a cool like dude. I don't know. Maybe yeah. he's Irish. But um, you know. Daniel Craig's not too bad. Oh, if I could plug
1: also uh my address if there are any women looking
0: <laughs> We well, got I wanna have like a weekly update about you and your dating, man. It's so funny to me
1: sometimes. So brutal, dude. What a fucking miserable. <laughs>
0: you just read too much into it, my man. It's probably true. Dude, don't put Venmo. Put enjoy my yourself. Enjoy yeah. yourself, Joe. You got a number one comedy album. Yeah. And once you're number one, you're always number one. Even though I think you're number four now, you're still you're number one for a long time, for a good three or four days there, competing with the likes of Jim G- Jim Gaffigan, Weirdo Yankovic, Kevin Hart, John Mulaney. Those dudes always have fucking tons of albums up there. Yeah. And like sense. you, I dude. So that's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, that's cool. and yeah. it's yeah. good. More importantly, that's good. I've heard the album. It's very very good. Thank you, Everyone. Man. I, if you like silly off the wall humor that also makes great points and is really well written while seeming like it's just, that's what I like. I like people who who's like you, Marty, like you're some, there's people who could be real silly up there and make it seem like, Oh, we're just hanging out. But there's like, you got points and it's like, it's well written too. you like, you know what I mean? It's not just, I don't know. Because you know, there's some like, what am I trying to say? Like TJ Miller was a comic who I was like, I like to stand up. But his stuff was just like silly, silly. But there was never there was never like a twist where it's like, oh, shit. He just made a point about the military-industrial complex. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, something yeah. like that. But I feel like you could sneak that in there. And um, and Marty's great at doing that. And and I'm sure there's a handful of other comics I'm not mentioning right now or just forgetting, too. But they deserve to be noted for that, too. That's a fun style. I always kind of like that style. I wish I had a little yeah. bit of that.
1: I mean, I don't know. Your mass shooter joke, man, stuck with me. They're never handsome.
0: Oh, the mass shooting joke, yeah. That's, that's a true. that's
1: a good bit, dude. A
0: lot of uggos out there doing heinous shit, man. Yeah, Chad McDaniel, you're right, dude. The Chicago comedy scene is amazing. If you did find it at the right time, and um, hopefully we could get a little tour going. Maybe we could do a little, you know, fucking me and Marty and a few of the guys uh, and girls from the podcast that you've listened to over the years. We could do a little mini tour and hit through up, uh, go through Arizona, man be great or if you ever come out through chicago check you know the tickets are on us all right man listen everyone everyone watching on youtube and facebook people of comedy network we gave james webb a shout out but we can't give him enough credit man he's doing a great thing here yeah a lot of awesome live podcasts also he's been hitting the streets covering the protests um and, and doing it in a really cool way because you feel like the media is not really showing you what exactly is going on And it's cool to see someone on the on the actual ground and letting you know what's happening in a city like Chicago that's happening throughout cities across America. I'll be honest, Joe. I got drunk by the way during this whole thing, man. I'm fucking I could tell, man. I could tell your eyes are getting a little loose. I'm not I'm not nearly where you are. I only had a few cans over here. So you actually had the hard stuff, which was the right way. I'm not
1: good at judging when it comes to liquor and pouring it myself.
0: (laughs) I thought it was a steep pour, man. I told you, you look at you're holding it like you never held something before. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thanks, uh, everyone who's listening on um, uh, YouTube. I got a new stand-up clip popping tomorrow. It's another bonus uh, clip from the special. The special was called I Didn't Say Anything Bad. I got another little clip for you. And then um, the album's coming out June 19th or 18th. June 18th. It's a Thursday. June 18th is Thursday. I'm pretty sure it's June 18th. Uh, So check that out. I Didn't Say Anything Bad. It'll be on uh, all over the place. I'll I'll share the album cover that I made myself. You guys could tell me if I should have went with a pro. All right. You guys are great. Thanks for listening to dude, thanks Joe, for Joe, on Joe, Joe Killigan on Podcast. Everyone support Joe Fernandez and buy his, uh, buy his fucking album. It goes to a good cause and it helps him um, afford a shirt. All right. I love you guys. I appreciate Bye. having them, man. Thank you. See you, see you dude. Bye.